0: Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, a podcast that is more wind than rain. You found me, Big T, sucking in the big ones and blowing the hot air of excitement. You can find me typing excitedly about our special guest on the socials at the biggest tiger. As casual as, oh, no, as usual. Sorry, we are crammed into the wind tunnel we call Bauman's smallest cupboard. The sweet yet poorly timed giggles that is the breathe beneath our wind time. It's Weddy, who is. Currently out of the room at the moment. Turning our ice cold insights into a cool, gentle breeze. It's Mr. Merchandise. The man to my right is best described as a limp, soggy wind flag. It's the doctor.
1: Hey, I was flying high last night.
0: <laughs> you can try and find him getting it up on Twitter at the P Doctor. And a man finally making all of these wind puns make sense. It's Chris Gale. I'm out of breath, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can find him on Twitter at Chris Gale11. I've used our own, so the multiple Sydney radio stations that we are all usually on can't get angry at us on the blower. I, um beers. What are we drinking this? Well, I'm out of dry July, so I'm back. What are we drinking?
1: We've kept some special Becks for you.
0: Special Becks? Special Becks. As in, they weren't on special at the Sackville, but they're the cheapest. Right. Yes, that's my favourite type of special.
1: And, and kept some um, this cloudy <laughs> ginger beer for dry July. Biggest tea. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's some cloudy, murky, when you get some random stuff out of a one two one point two five 1.25 liter bottle there, Chris, um, <laughs> don't be afraid.
0: And, uh, can you tell me before I forget that you're even here because I'm going to be focusing on the mailman the whole time. Can you tell me about your weekend?
1: Weekend's been busy. Started on Friday night at at Oval, not watching the Tigers, but the Wallabies. Yes. Look at you. Checkers, anything but rugby league. Checkers choice and super selection. It was a good turnout. I was surprised. I rode my bike there, rode it in straight through the gates at Leichhardt, thinking there wouldn't be that many people. Mm-hmm. But then they only had two bars open, and twenty minutes was spent in the line to get a beer at the um, Oval. So that was a big night. Typical um, rugby union, then, right? Yeah. Typical <laughs> rugby union. It was a bit of a letdown, to be honest. I was like again, still. I haven't rugby. watched. I haven't <laughs> watched much rugby union, but I was hoping to see some like some bit of flair and stuff. It was just like watching. Um, the Parramatta reserve grade playing right. against Melbourne Storm.
0: Now, like at Henson Park, did you get to just pull your car up or you're on a bike? Did you get to pull your bike up and just sit on the hill? Uh, like yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They weren't well, fussed that. at all. So that was... That Cling was, your bell and yeah, honk your horn.
1: That was a bit special. Love that. And then went to the Swans last night, which I'll speak about later, which um, turned out to be a good night. Well, I think that's a great segue
0: to you, Mr Mailman, and obviously we're calling you that because you bring the goods even in a huge gale. I'm uh, often
2: I'm often confused for Malone as well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> down uh, on the block. Tell us uh, what happened for you this weekend. I went to one of those it restaurants on Friday night, Ooh. and I don't think it'll be an it restaurant for that long. <laughs> I yesterday did uh, some uh, commitments on uh, the Triple M radio yeah. network on a show called Weekend Legends. Yeah, and then excellent show. At I 10. also was at the Sydney Swans last night. Oh, right. Having detoured to the Greenberg Beattie Fan Forum outside Allianz Stadium. Oh, really? Beforehand. Oh, really? We'll talk about that later. That was uh, lots yeah, of fun. Yeah, okay. And uh, also, Friday
0: morning, that's really where your weekend start. True. I love Fire Up. If you don't even like Rugby
2: League, you're going to love fire FPL's up. Fire Ups. Uh, we're in our 13th season, so we're uh, mimicking the beleaguered journey of Apollo 13 and those three lucky astronauts who are returned to Earth in the Ron Howard movie.
0: Is its it... Is it uh, Sacrilegious of me to say that I think I like that intro more than the old one.
2: Well, th- we, the original one involves Dave Ray, who most people would know as yep. Frank Bennett, uh, connecting some great audio excerpts yep. of rugby league. For what feels like 110 years, yep. yeah. And uh, they then went for a second version before my time, which was a sort of an Indian raga thing, sort of like a oh. Ravi Shankar type <laughs> <Okay. introduction laughs> of rugby league. Didn't really take. Mm. I had one crack in, I think, my second year. Uh, about launching the integrity unit. It's like that's that's the oxygen leaking from a, <laughs> Apollo 13's command module. And uh, we had another crack this year because of the 13th and yeah. just shamelessly uh, cribbed from Ed Harris asking all the flight controllers yeah, yeah, yeah. whether they would go for launch or not. And I think it's good fun.
0: It's great. And it, it beautifully ties all the ridiculousness of rugby league. And every time it asks Billy Idol for- and he says, We haven't got any power.
2: I love it. Just waiting for some power. This is, <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Collaborations. I have to give credit to our producer, Pat. And it's, you know, I never give credit, credit to producer, <laughs> Pat, Pat. So I came up with the idea of Billy Idol and Silence. And he came up with the idea of the multiples followed by waiting for some yeah, power. So was, I think that's it is a highlight. <laughs> Do you know? I don't know if you guys know the journalist, Steve Zemmick, AIP journalist, who writes about Rugby League. No. He has a tattoo no. of Billy Idol from the grand final. No. With the Monaco out, we're just waiting for some power. Yes. That's commitment to Rugby League. Yeah, right. I want to thank that guy in the thank yous, if I remember.
0: <laughs> also, can. Unless it's go to that,
1: actually. And all your supporters turning up.
3: Thank you very much. Yeah, bruh!
0: Scott Prince doing a much better job. I almost billy idled my own power a bit there. Uh, first of all, I want to thank that guy. He sounds like an excellent legend for getting that tattoo. Have you got any thank yous?
1: Have we um, heard from Scott Prince recently? We haven't. No one's helped us The call's us out, out there. That? Let's yeah. put it out there a little bit further. Um, I'm thanking the opera house, which is a fair, like a little bit random, but I went there yesterday um, with very little understanding of the ins and outs of it. Mm. Turns out my family was was involved in the making of all the wooden panels and stages um, as sawmill producers. And we went on a, like a family tour because someone in the family is making a documentary about um, the family and who was involved and stuff. Some hilarious. A stories. video
0: documentary. I feel like I got trapped on that bit. Is she writing like a family history? Or is she filming stuff?
1: Nothing is going to be like a like a documentary of a filmed the, one. A filmed one. Yeah, right. Um, and it turns out absolute hilarious story. The main stage in the grand concert hall, they delivered from Dungog in pieces, in slabs, and there was about a hundred workers about to put it down, and they labelled it upside down. They forgot to tell them, so they're like, "This is not going to fit. This is this is ridiculous." what's going on, it took them about half an hour to work out that they labelled the bottoms of the oh, yeah. slabs rather than the tops. And so this China Grand Concert ingenuity. Hall <laughs> Grand concert hall, could have been stuffed up. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's your family, family. <laughs>
3: right?
0: That's your family legacy right there. You almost that's ruined everything.
1: right. So, yeah, thanks for that. And also, Mario Sieg's talking AFL, finally. Mm. So any person on Twitter. Any other sports best friend trying to get out there? <laughs> There's some good good content well, you'll hear about soon. Mailman, have you got people to thank?
2: Look, I think I... Probably just on the spot would thank LeBron James for acknowledging the difficulties he's put his own son under yes. by giving him the name LeBron James Jr. He said he thought it was a good idea for him and he now realizes <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Oh, really? So I like a man who's just signed a deal with my team, the Los Angeles Lakers, for oh. $154 million over four years mm-hmm. and still can find uh, grounds to
1: apologize. Yeah, and be humble about it. That's Did nice. you see that LeBron James Mark slams on competition? No. It was Le- LeBron James Jr. playing like a um, – like high school game, or yeah, yeah, I heard, heard a bit. About and this, yeah. LeBron did a few slam dunk like um, specials, and then LeBron James Jr., who's half his height, did an amazing. They're like, this is what we've got to come in like fifth, oh God, ten, fifteen guy. years. Mm. So you feel sorry for him.
2: I haven't read the article today that's about that uh, Melania Trump has praised LeBron James after he's criticised Donald Trump. So yeah, I look to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I only, I know what you're saying. Said
3: Melania,
2: <laughs> Trust me, I live with the guy. <laughs> Uh,
0: I've got two. I'm gonna thank at Hey Sam Warden. He's given the pod an excellent review. I re- it's only on Twitter though, but that's still no, I shouldn't say only, it's on Twitter. I really love this pod. It's the kind of content that keeps me coming back to Twitter. At the biggest tiger, at the P Doctor, and at Papakanti, wrap up the week sports and somehow make everything seem okay to this long suffering Tigers fan. Get around it. Now anyone
1: Been noticeable <laughs> absence.
0: Yes. yes. Now the wind chime is choking on her uh on her <laughs> on her homebrew because she's noticed that Miguel Sanchez has been omitted from that. Uh, he's and a
1: golden Mac is staring at the sheep's testicles. Yeah, yes.
0: And we all <laughs> praise, we all praise the lack of Miguel. And uh, also I'm <laughs> thanking at Swiss underscore cowboy underscore 78. Listen to the, the most sexy bang outside of a porn movie. Plus the most humble rugby league Shazer. fan. Oh, and the doctor is there too. So two excellent reviews. Both, both about Papacanti, <laughs> essentially. And uh, and we thank all those people for that. We'd love to thank you next week. Review us on iTunes, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter so that one of us can read it out and then throw you some sports best friends love. Now for the sport. If anybody watched
3: a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer.
0: Now, uh, uh, I know you've listened to a few episodes by me, Please jump in as much as you want. You've got an encyclopedic knowledge of uh, all things rugby league. And I know you've watched a bunch of these games. You can you can read what's on your phone and tell us what you're thinking when you read those facts. Thursday! Oons. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Oons versus the Lodge at withdrawal, at withdrawal Stadium. Please also ask for any clarifications on nicknames because it might be good for any new listeners to understand. And I was listening to Led Zeppelin 3. I can only really think that uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation was somehow involved in this game because there is no way that the Lodge should be in any way losing to the Oons, particularly this badly. The Oons dominated the entire game. Uh, a particularly, uh, I mean, no home ground advantage or finals motivation or milestones or rep possibilities, and still the Oons are incredible.
2: Okay, I'll ask, what's the Oons? I know you're referring to Canterbury, but...
0: Yes, well, there someone once said on Twitter that they are the space and I just loved, which is obviously Pig Latin for the spoons, uh, the wooden spoons, and just... Pig Latin and the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldog fan base. You catch a buster at ANZ Stadium, it makes sense. All right. Uh,
2: but they are Drew Parramatta.
0: They are, they're they doing an excellent job. Yeah. In the Battle of the 6000s. Yeah. That's
3: right. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: anyway, the most logical reason has got to be that some kind of children's charity was somehow involved in this miracle. Dean Pay, providing a wish once yes. the season. And he, <laughs> he looks deserves, like he's dying he off deserves, in that box, so it makes sense.
1: It. He needs a job for next year. Uh,
0: they didn't just beat the Lodge, they beat. I mean, everyone destroyed them in the second half. It was disgusting. Disgusting to watch. If uh, As a person who wants the Oons to get the spoon, it was gross. I don't like Brisbane, so I'm
2: also happy really for Brisbane to lose as well. It was just weird. I thought the big call in the game was the Corbin Sims no try just before halftime.
0: What did you like? Didn't like? What
2: do you think? Well, I, I don't know how they overturned it, and, but yes. I was in a pub. So I had he's no audio. But, I, he's over touched the ground. You know, so I went to the, the authority, i.e. Twitter, and everyone yeah. was blowing, <laughs> blowing up deluxe, as they yeah, say as in they rugby say. league. That's right. Denied him a trick, but I thought, well, I need to review it. And, of course, and uh, this is one of my bugbears at the moment. I try and avoid NRL.com as much as possible, huh. but they had the highlights, you know, the yeah, four-minute right. highlights. No evidence of that disallowed no. try. Ooh, I love it's it. A bit of, bit of you know, 1984 going yes. on there. Yeah, that's right. Control. Actually, I, thought, I thought it was a tough overturn, and, you know, Momentum shift, et cetera, etc., cetera. The only
0: thing I liked about it, it was that his sister was on the sideline and gave him shit about it immediately. And if that's not rugby league, then I don't want to know what it is. So.
1: Wouldn't you love to be a Sims? Yeah. Or, you go home. or a Lawrence. They were always giving each other shit as well. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. She's, of course, moved on to Channel 10. Uh, yeah, yeah. i yeah, d- She's Big development. She's the rugby league reporter for 10 now. But I'd like to meet Mr. and Mrs. Sims. Yeah. Simply to go <laughs> just lady. talk us through the names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and is there a fifth Sims called John?
0: Yeah. Yeah, or Barry or something. something. like that. Who just didn't get to football. What was,
3: the, <laughs>
2: what
1: was the score? What was the score? 36-22. Yeah,
0: and also this is a, I should have also told you this is a game. So also now the doctor has a point. Anyone who says the score first gets a point. All right. I know you've And even please don't
1: be shy. I okay, use my thing. <laughs> no, no,
0: the encyclopedia, well, the mailman knows them all. He was oh, giving you an opportunity to say it first because he's, he's genteel. At Mario Seigs underscore, Matt Lodge update. Still a cunt. <laughs> Thanks, Mario Six. Uh There you go. At think I'd like to think that someone somewhere turned the channel over to witness their first ever game of rugby league and saw Frawley crawling 10 metres along the ground to avoid a voluntary tackle. I also like to think that that person is now a fan for life. Did you see that part? <laughs> no. So the ball's <laughs> dribbling along the ground, Frawley picks it up, he's on his hands and knees, looks up, he's got a, a horse loach person looking to tackle him, but you know, kind of wants him to stand up so he can drag him out or something. And so he just crawls like a baby, as quick as he can, <laughs> forward. And, the, and Milford doesn't know what to do, so he's just kind of standing over, trying, not seeing this before, and they both kind of just collided and didn't know what to do. But I agree that the crawling bit was a highlight. Was that in the four-minute package? Mustn't have been. No. no, what a shame. Rugby League's missed something. It's only too. four minutes. It'll be on Twitter, though. It right? would have been the whole four minutes of him. <laughs> at Little Buffalo, Will Hoppawadi, definitely front runner for the Tedesco Most Held Up in Goal Award. He's on the way, that's for sure. At Andrew RLP, Rex Ferguson, Wayne Bennett, will, uh, Wayne Bennett with a look that says, why am I putting myself through this? I could be at home with Sudoku. <laughs> it does. Old people like it, you're right. At Rick underscore Stewart, oh, oh 07. I'm assuming this is the coach. It's a photo of him. Mitchell Pierce got 10 weeks for simulating a sex act with the dog and phoned on a video. The entire Broncos team is actually being sodomized by the dogs live on television. This could be the longest suspension in history. And Ricky Stewart would know. I mean, he's a uh, he knows everything about He was the game's greatest thinker. <laughs> and the most suspended thinker probably yeah. by now.
2: You know how that sort of went through? I think the telegraph went through that. Process of game's greatest thinker, expert, Ricky Stewart. Yeah. His byline by then was just Ricky Stewart. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Friday, Sandy Castles versus... Before we your- go on, sorry, sorry,
1: Josh Maguire, like oh, that dude up. is... That hair pulling... He just needs to be put in mittens, I think. Mm.
0: He needs to go into a, into a float tank. For a period of time. Well, yeah,
2: uh, that might work, but not before he takes on Gal. Gal's called out Josh Maguire as his latest uh, fight candidate.
1: Oh, really? from
2: Sonny Bill Williams, so uh, yeah, he wants to fight Maguire. That'd be I think unreal. I'd probably go. Yeah. Yeah. Third country conduct it? charge for the year for Maguire? Does Josh Maguire, th- box just... Does- it doesn't matter
0: Who okay, good. Yeah, yeah no one's asked him before. This is old school Cowboys, you know, at dawn, you and me.
2: Okay, great. Yeah. Sorry. So he doesn't get away with a fine now. So he, he's two matches and he can go, go one match with the early guilty police. So that's a lot of hair pulling. What was the other one?
0: Are they all hair pulling? I can remember, I can think of two. No, they're stomping. He's
1: been yeah. stomping on ankles oh. yeah, for a long time. He's on a hand
2: there. It's on stage. He, he definitely did... hair pulled in the Milford, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Harrow Naira incident, but mm, it was yeah. not picked up. I no, think. Yeah. and that was weird. Yeah, because... Twitter picked it up.
1: But, but he's been, he's stomped two ankles in the last, like, Passed it a while, and he's been charged, given a fifteen hundred dollars fine for one of them, and then
2: my so. my favorite part of Origin is is the cameras in the rooms. I don't know if you remember, you know, the theory that used to be that Michael Hagan actually coached the Maroons, and Mal was just a figurehead, mm. and it was one where they lost, and I think. Might have been Cherry Evans was brought in, injured in the rooms. Mel was already in there going through the pizza box. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this one, the, the great pre-game was Maguire with the trainer going through a range of puffers, pills, and potions like you wouldn't mm, believe. Yeah, right. You know, So to get him up for the game. And then, of course, the very poignant vision of Cherry Evans after the loss. Was it, it might have been the win, actually. I'm not sure. I think it was the win. That's yeah. he played game three. Uh, he had a beer in the hand, but he had he went to the fridge and got three waters. And, well, yes, I did see and this. People suggested, though, for his kids. But the camera followed him to the fridge and then all the way back through as though mm. he was some sort of thief. And I was just <laughs> going. How good is Origin? Free stuff. And he yeah, wasn't yeah. going to miss out on yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah.
0: I also kind of felt sad for him that it, it to me, looked like they're all all the boys are hanging around having a beer
1: and, and he said, oh, can I get you? Oh, no. oh,
0: yeah, go and get some water for us. And yeah. then they all shuffled off. Yeah, when yeah they he came, came back. back, back oh, Guys, boys. Geis, yeah. Geis, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, Chris, Freem nearly lost his um, professional Tour de France license for too much Ventolin. So yeah, that's he, true. Josh Maguire, look out, mate. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It helps, by the way. I don't know if you've ever had a cough. I'm not, I'm not an asthmatic. But <laughs> I've had a cough once or twice and had a... It's great. Get yeah. involved, I'm telling you. Opens the airways. Friday, speaking of breathing easy, Friday, Sandy Castles versus your Mighty West Tigers at the Grease yeah!
3: <laughs>
0: Yes, here we go. There we go. I knew it. Oh, He's not going to lose. Look at the fire in the eyes. I was listening to Anima by Tool because I was so worried and nervous and horrible. Anyway, how about your boys? Luke <laughs> Brooks. Oh, I needed a float tank. Luke Brooks, a.k.a. Running Man, a.k.a. You Can Kick can kick this aka orange lagoon aka brooks's brooks line and sinker aka luke i am your halfback i thought played well of
2: the match.
1: that's good uh
0: hey robbie warden was darting and grubbering when players knew that it was on so that was also great and luke garner this new kid i was playing some interchanges i think he had started that game uh no it was he was off the bench Second row has been solid. He ended up with 31 post contact meters, which was the second best in for any of the Tigers forwards, and he's building up to a almost having a worthwhile nickname.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah it was his fourth game in the top league. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I think he came from Manly. I think. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And I certainly in that first phase of the season when the Wests in the interest Super Premiership were doing well, yeah, he was a big part of it. So right. I got a little confused between Tyson Gamble and Luke Garner, like yeah. you know, but now I know. Each One's the second row, and one, yeah. yeah, and I think Gunner's a big rap. I like him. Yeah, and and arrange your second row. That's like, yep, I could have been. And, <laughs>
0: and <laughs> I think you'd be great around the Olympics as well. A lot of those people, there's a lot of those people. In fact, one of them's over here almost. You love saying speculator. That you this. Yeah, that the I could have been like this. Uh, did you get to watch that game? Six p.m. I was at like Oh, that's so.
1: Great. No, I didn't see any
0: religious. Um I'm slightly more concerned about her injuries though, which are coming up. Because we've now lost Thompson. Corey's, yeah. the Corey hotline's done surgery for the year by the looks. Things. Alloway, Lawrence, Reynolds, Lola Fenua, Fanua, Grant, um, Clark, and maybe even Marshall all looking a little bit ginger. Bad. Bad for things. I mean, we're, we're a squad that needs to be at full strength and playing well to be anything. And so, with that many people, particularly if Marshall and Thompson are out, I mean, Lawrence was great when he was playing as well. So he might have a week or two.
2: Yeah, I think the Benji back. is the most significant because the difference with Benji and Robbie being back is you just think there's a lot more intellectual property in the Tigers, nice you know what I mean. Mm. And uh, that came to bear um, on the back of the poor performance against the Dogs. They actually dominated that game against Newcastle. Newcastle mm. had that patch where they came back, but mm. it's just the smarts. And, I mean, Benji was operating on one leg, mm. still was great, yeah. just in terms of the organisational ability. So. There's some talk that it might just be one of those injuries that you can play with and yeah. can be addressed at the end of the year, but it doesn't feel good to me.
0: And he, um, oh, you felt it, yeah, yeah. And he, and it wasn't yeah. good. The um, he uh, is probably his last year, so you'd think that this is the kind of thing that he might just go, oh, I'll fix it later. I've only got eight what, games, three games, to go, four could, games to they're go. They're both
1: going to go next year.
2: I agree. I I've got a theory. Mm. You got time for my theory? Oh, I love. <laughs> okay. Let's
0: assume intellectual property.
2: Let's please. assume that the Nathan Cleary deal is going to happen. Right. Oh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and you know Gus Gould has been very gracious and all this. Yeah, uh, didn't you like his tweet by the way about the Barrett Cartwright to Penrith yeah, and replace that was a hook Griffin? And, mm. and he put in capitals. It's not happening. Having said, read my lips, which is a number of people pointed out yeah. you can't do on Twitter. Mm. But um, <laughs> so so we need we, we, we need a year there, and uh, Jacob Little. Who's, you know, definitely been project. Yeah. Give him another year's season. If you say to Robbie and Benji and this will be your ultimate yeah. uh handover, and I certainly have no issue reconciling Brooks and Cleary in the same team. So I think they would want them to go one more year. Yeah. Because I don't know that Josh Reynolds just talk about what his long term prospects are actually. Well it looks like yeah. the media. If you I mean he does an excellent job on Fox League. Um
0: He's had more representation than that with us than with us, but also they'd both make 300 games. If they play another year, they both reach a whole bunch of milestones, which would be great personally, I think, for them. I don't know if players play for that kind of stuff, but as an outsider looking in, I would love to play 300 NRL games. Yeah. Um, particularly for one club, uh, I know that what I mean to say is that like he Robbie will have played 300 games for the West Tigers. That would be an unreal thing to do. Um,
1: Surely you want to finish on a high? Like you don't want to just be on a off. team like Parramatta and just like get absolutely smashed the entire time. Mm. But playing for the Tigers, it's a good like team atmosphere. Everyone's around you. Members are coming back to the party and everyone's having a good time.
0: Barra's already signed as well, I know, with the club post-career. You know, Ambassadorial in a, yeah. role. Yeah. So, so there's already goodwill there. He's... Yeah, yeah.
2: There needs to be more thought as to what a rugby league ambassador actually is involved, right? Because you immediately think of greeting people at the league's club, (laughs) like retired heavyweight boxers. At Five Dock. And it's not going to happen happen at the meth lab just a stone's throw away from here or Homebush Markets or whatever. But, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a spiritual person, full stop, but you cannot underestimate the spiritual impact of the return of Robbie and Benji. It's Mm. just been so heartwarming because for me, I don't know if any of you were out there when it was – Benji's last game, and he and Robbie were installed as life members mm. after we had to go through the theatre of the four Burgi and Mrs. Burgess because it was a Channel 9 game and they'd won mm. and they were going to the playoffs. And so that ceremony was held up for that. Right. And I think it's well known that Benji gave up a fair bit in terms of salary potential yeah, yeah, plus yeah. the four shoulder Ricos to do what he did for the club. Mm. And I think he was poorly treated. And then let's not – I mean, you guys are probably covered that yeah, noise yeah. in the Robbie Farrah treatment. Mm. To see those two things reconcile and come back has, actually does translate on-field performance. Yeah. It absolutely mm. does.
0: And and with a fan base, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and they're doing allegedly the whole sports for fans, so it's, it's definitely helped us. Also, this is all being said with a beautiful um, – what year? What So this would
2: be it? circa 1969. Oh, it would be 69. So, so I, I came – The you know, jersey we're talking about, sorry, it, that yeah, our the man's wearing. The, the, the gold mm. jersey with the, the black double V. And that logo, the badge is what I'm a looking tiger. at. Tiger, 69. Yeah. So wow. you go back and have a look at the footage of the lay down victory, mm. 11 points to two, souths, v. Mm. Balmain. That's the that's the era.
1: That's a snarling tiger.
2: Mm. Uh, great book as well.
0: I, I heard in on fire up we're, still, we're on a massive tangent We're still in the first game on Friday. But yeah. the um, that book's incredible. Yeah,
2: uh, the, the, the the great the great grand final heist. I think my memory is and it and it is it actually. The narrative starts with why Balmain hates South, which I'm always prepared to spend hours telling anyone about. Yeah, <laughs> co- you know, f- sort of dovetails into the game, and then what happened next, and mm. the sort of the, the human cost and the impacts and whatever. But it's a great social history of this area. Yeah, right, given that we're here in the lease in sc- uh, the Likert scoreboard. Is that yeah, right? that's exactly. By right. the way, the clock is here. <laughs> And are you guys irritated as much as I am that there is no clock on the Leichhardt scoreboard currently. You've got to look at the yeah, temporary video cramped. screen. Yeah, it's yeah. the same. You've got to fix that.
0: There's a bunch of um, suburban grounds that do that. It's driving me nuts. I was on Wind Stadium, which we're going to hear about maybe uh, on Saturday, and it was um, it was the same thing. I was trying to look through people to look at their stupid screen. They've got a beautiful scoreboard there as well. It makes no sense. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing with 69, it, the other great thing about Ian Hedsey, he wrote that other great book about when the music dies. Uh, or when the music went out, or something like that, which is about it's, a country rugby league. The same coach, I think.
2: Right, but that's about the Amco Cup winning. Yes, uh, winning uh, team Western Correct. Division. Mm. Uh, another Who, who beat Penrith? Uh, was it the Was it the first Amco Cup in seventy four? That I haven't, I which used remember. to be played at Leichhardt. And yeah. It's actually, where I saw most of my initial football.
0: At Amco Cups or at Leichhardt? Like a...
2: Because it was Wednesday and I was at high school. So yeah, I'd, go, you know, right. I'd go there. You know, because you have sport and whatever during mm. the weekend. Mm. And there was a a, guy, a balding guy of uh, Ford who played for Western Division. His nickname became TV Ted Ellery because
3: every time Western
2: <laughs> Division played that year in this tournament format, he had a blinder. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that was uh, what that's about. And I, and I guess it was that almost defines a point where Bush football has sort of gone into this hard to arrest decline. At. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, but Ian has incredible. And also reading the beginning of that book, as you said, you hit the great wider bowman versus south. Um, legend. I remember messaging my dad twice, saying, "Why do we not hate South?" I feel like you've done an injustice to me, not growing because I like. I've got a lot of South friends. I don't feel. Too I, many. I don't. Yeah, I think too many. I was reading that book, going, <laughs> "This is bullshit." These people are horrible. They should never have been allowed back in. Yeah. Oh, there's, this is another thing. <laughs> my, let's bring that up into the South thing because I love hearing you talk about that. Uh, at Hey Sam Warden, that was a very good kick from. Hey, Robbie Warden at SportsBFS. Yes, it was, sir. At Rusty Hardup, that feeling of waking up after not losing to a bottom eight side after losing to a more bottom eight side the week before is joyful? Relief? I that. Maybe? Hashtag is <laughs> buff life, bus life. At one, i tiger. Yeah, the boys never in doubt winning as Bookie's favourites. And he's done a cute Kermit the Frog looking super nervous because, of course, us as favourites is the worst. And then... At Ma underscore Aaron. Ivan Cleary would have to be the most dedicated coach in the NRL. Earlier in the year, he travelled all the way to Melbourne and Brisbane just to watch our future halfback play. Hash, like a father figure. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Investments. The and then the second game, athlete's foot. Here we go. 30-20. was it?
1: Boom. Okay. <laughs> Biggest T likes it when you're a 20-30. No no, 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 whatever. no, Don't listen. 30-20 <laughs> is getting it right.
0: Athletes' foot versus the Camberglers at Withdrawal Stadium. And ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to point out, the doctor is looking at his phone at the scores Hold and on, still on, the on, male on. man's encyclopedic News, Warriors, we 12 uh, We're not there yet. <laughs> yes, that's minus one point. Put that on the thing, minus one point. <laughs> I was listening to our Spotify playlist for our, the victory playlist for, this, for the second half of this game because the Tigers have just won. Wow, did I find out how much I really hate the Canberglers. I was out on of my seat again and again in this game, riding the chef with his obligatory line break, which oh, turned into one machine. of the tries of the year. Wow. But for him to beat, yeah, that fucking kid Billy and Josh the Butterfly in a Tornado car with pace and footwork was something else. Speaking of something else, the Tornado Butterfly second try was also one of the incredible highlights of the year. What a game that ended up being. Not only was it beautiful, like, the quality of the whole time, but some of the tries were going to be in the 2019 Commercial for sure, it was unreal. Uh, toes look like the real deal.
2: Toes of to south obviously. Mm. Yeah, athlete's foot, and you have rabid toes. Gotcha. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> welcome. I thought when the Storms were up 16 6, they had a, a chance to go it further ahead, didn't mm-hmm. happen, mm-hmm. and that was where it, it all started to turn around. And, and south were relentless in the second half. Yep, and uh, you were very impressed, but of course. Everyone is focusing on Damien Cook.
0: You can't mm. not. The guy's incredible. And un- annoyingly, though, Ray Warren immediately said, oh, the beach the beach sprinting something, something. Yeah, so oh, I,
2: I'm on record. Right. I'm saying oh. I will personally give $100 to the first commentary team who doesn't mention <laughs> that he's a former breach sprinter. In it, an 80-minute game. Because it, it comes off the back of former jockey Billy yeah. Slater. Oh. <laughs> it's been going on for far, too, far long, too long. And we get it. And But, uh no. He was uh, tormenting mm. the Storms pack. The
0: fact that he ran around Billy and then put footwork on Josh mm. was just like, uh, ugh. even as a non south fan, that was just beautiful to watch. As a New South Wales fan, maybe that's why I was loving it.
1: So I haven't much. watched every Rabbitohs game since Origin, but that's the first time he's come alive since right. Like right. Mm. State of Origin, surely. Well, well at least. It, that al-
2: try came off the back of a feared syndesmosis injury as well. Oh, really? He, he went down with an ankle.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah right, right, too, so
2: yes. Mm. Shrugged it off.
0: mm as the uh, tough, tough person that is. Uh, at Pat bunker. So it's a no try. Is that the red button or the green button? <laughs> Did you see that? It was one of the greatest lol at South troll I've ever that. seen. So the it's obviously a no try. They, they go upstairs. Yeah, it's definitely, here's a knock on. They don't even look at Granny. Yeah, it's definitely a knock on. They say to whichever Sutton it was, Jared, it's definitely a no try. And then they go to the screen. Try. And the crowd went crazy. Yeah,
3: and then right. he was like, no. Nah. Billy,
0: Billy, that fucking kid went over and he was like, it's a, it's a knock on. Everything's fine. Let's come. Fun. <laughs> but biggest troll I've ever seen. Trolling at its best. That's awesome. Couldn't get enough of it. At Sportstress, this is good rugby league football. Tell your friends. All I right. thought it was a great representation. And the last okay. one, at Stuart underscore Morris, the real player of the origin just made a goose out of the pretend player of origin.
2: Can we, put, can we talk about someone who didn't play an origin that was in that game? Mm-hmm. You know, say the Cameron Smith. Oh, yes. Um, the, I, you know, can't don't like the guy, let's be honest. But seriously, his ability to get himself trapped in the ruck. Yes, that was incredible. Work the referees to the point that they don't penalise him. Mm. You know, imitates a drunken sailor, <laughs> and then sort of sobers up as soon as he gets out. Yeah. You got to admire him. Yeah, you, you just have to admire him.
0: It's like he looked like spaghetti that hadn't been fully cooked and was just kind of still together. Was never going to get apart, and then all of a sudden he decided, "Yeah, we're good now." And then he was apart. It was unreal.
2: At one stage, he actually vaulted over <laughs> the guy that he tackled. But uh, they're saying it's not an Achilles, but the word from no greater authority than Darren Lockyer is that this might be worse than uh, Doctor Lockyer, mm. yeah, and we know what happens to the storms when uh, Smith is missing.
1: Uh,
2: I, he 2007 grand final
0: was it? the the whichever one. No, it must have been 2008 because they that was the one that he didn't play and they lost 40 nil, and I think Manly just celebrated there. Um, also, that man, again, I also don't like him, but he the way that he can control a game is incredible. His sports playing, I mean, the the ruck slowing down has, has been well documented. He, he demonstrated it beautifully in that game. But he can, anytime that, most of the time when you have a center who has to play dummy half, they do a horrible looping ball into a half or, or a hooker in the thing. Because he's so incredible, even when they get him to, even when a center passes it to him in the midfield there, he has such an ability to just, Pull everything, get the defensive line now, still doing whatever he wants it to do, or get it to the perfect play. It's unreal. It's annoying. It's annoying oh, okay. that he's never played on my He'll be
2: immortal because let's face it, Satan also is immortal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Saturday, comics versus Circus at Neverwind Stadium. And geez, was that name? That was 1812, wasn't it? Yeah. But he said it at the right time. That's three points. <laughs> and he even asked it as a question just to troll you even more. I loved it. That's good. Woo. listening uh, to the sweet sounds of Uncle Tim. So That's what we Tim. do as a host.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in the rack up after it's one it's more game, I promise.
0: <laughs> <It's right. laughs> Once you know you've won. And uh, the friendly folks, I was also listening to a Wollongong. Geez, there were a lovely bunch of people down there. And the last time I went to a Dragons game, they were also lovely, so they're doing a great job. They they're do consistent. Job. They do a good job. Have of you guys been beaten. to Wynn
2: Stadium? I'd never been. This is why I went. Right. Are you actually there? Mm. Oh, fantastic, because you know, I'm trying to tick them all off, and I haven't been there, and I'm really looking forward to going. You've just told
0: my exact story right. except for the bit where I did go because that's the only reason my, my, the most beautiful tiger had to
1: work. So I was like, "This is this, finally it's arrived, my chance. Did you sit on the um, – were you looking over the sea or were you back to the sea?
0: I was back to the seals on the hill. All
1: right. But I did stand up and have a look because yeah. you can see it from the f- – Because every time I'm watching Channel 9, you look out and it's mm. like looking over the ocean. You're like, oh, that would be an amazing place. It's yeah.
2: great. And with, with global warming, it's not going to be around for that much longer. So, <laughs> no, that's right. So you should get down. Listen, if you're ever heading up to 1,300 miles of smiles, with enough notice, let me know. I'll come with you because yeah. that's, that's the hard one to get to right now. Yeah. yeah. Have you Have been to Mount Smart?
0: Mount Smart? Mount, no, it's I've never been fun. there. Okay. Good fun there. Yeah, yeah there's the two. Uh, we sat on the hill, uh, and we could only kn- but there was only one small corner that we couldn't see. And so, of course, four out of the five tries were scored <laughs> in that corner. In fact, two disallowed tries were also in that corner. <laughs> but the local circus fans um, told me that Solomon Kata, a.k.a. World's Strongest Headband, a.k.a. Left of Santa, a.k.a. The Human Cannonball, a.k.a. Can Kata the Ball Well, a.k.a. Solomona Kiwi, uh, Solo Making Kiwi Mona, played well.
1: What about water cutter?
0: Why would I do water cutter?
1: You've got to bring on the waters. That's what they call the players that do the hard work. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they bring on the... They ca- the water carriers oh, the, what, that bring... Yes, no, you're right, sorry. They're there, they bring everything on.
0: I can also confirm flights. that Thyssen Frizzell was there and he was his usual powerful speedy specimen of a footballer. Yeah,
1: you weren't
3: Isn't looking I at the trial line. A bit of Pan, oh, yeah? oh, my goodness.
0: I didn't realise how much. And then someone also told me that he's really nice in real life and then... I realise that
2: it's for real. It's like real love. Like, no, just like. Which is fair enough. But it's the speed of the man that I think the is
0: The fact that he tracked down, was it Gagai a year ago during Origin? Superb. Over 80 metres? Oh, my God. And then the hits he puts on people.
2: Oh. And and what was the gone crowd light like about the Dufty Simbidding? Because I've only had one look at it and it looked... Looked a bit like a tough call and an important call.
0: I was lucky enough that that happened in the corner that none of the people around me could see. So right. he was just sent. No one knew why. I watched it <laughs> I watched a fifteen because the NRL.com also do a fifteen minute package the next day. Uh-huh. If you don't like
2: the four minutes. That's that'd be the extended highlights, yeah. right? <laughs>
0: well you still don't see the Sims yeah, double right, thing, right. but uh, I didn't I didn't think it was worth binning.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a pretty tough call.
0: Considering you're allowed to run and shoulder the person having your arm there while you're shouldering the person, it's a bit much to then bin them. But uh, I don't think it cost them the game. The, the, I can tell you that the entire crowd that was with thought Dufty was going to win them the game. We just, just keep watching. No one left. They're just like, Dufty will in a moment. I think they did it to, they did it to someone terrible in, earlier in the year. I think the Oons or Parramatta, Parramatta. maybe. Yeah, yeah they Parramatta. were losing and then, and then Dufty did something excellent. But it didn't happen. Circus scored all their points in the first half. Commies did all this in the second half. Couldn't get it done.
1: I heard something about Dufty. Um, I think it was this game, about how he was such a elite like um, schoolboy football player. And he was the first person chosen in every team like leading up to the under-18s. And I'd never heard of him before until like, oh, right. this season, last season. So... I thought you were
2: going to say he was a beach sprinter. but no. Oh, damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he probably was. He probably, down, was he only, one beat, only
0: one yeah. that couldn't beat. Um, what's his name? Uh, at V8 Tiger, fuck you, dragons. One job, one job. I look. I understand the whole table thing, but any Tigers fan is going to get up, get worried about other teams winning or other teams, other teams losing. You're in. You're following the wrong team. This is what we do every year. You just got to let it go. We do us. We'll watch everybody else succeed, and then hopefully we do something. You can't get upset with them. At Angel RLP, dragons start every set looking like a million bucks, but by the end of the set, they look like a tax bill. <laughs> At Sportsbeef. That's so sad. Yeah. They're almost like the Braith and Asura moment of football. You think that they started the set or their sentence knowing what they're going to say, but then they end the set or their sentence
2: nowhere near where they thought they were going to be. Do you think Braith was a bit like sort of nuclear waste, like sort of the, the decaying over time? So Belmore into Bondi <laughs> into Balmain, it was ah. sort of steady decline? Or where did he play his best football?
1: I think it's a long time before it breaks down. To be honest,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got another hundred uh, years before. It was a steady. I mean, he played. Ter- he didn't. He never played. I don't think one full good game for Wests. He also kicked a penalty goal in twenty. Was it twenty ten or twenty eleven? To kick us two thousand ten. Yeah. Uh, why we could ever Big like T? morally? I was there. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How we could ever morally put someone. Like that in our team, who would break our hearts like
2: that? That the, the skidzy try to win in Golden Point off the Liam intercept, and he ran the angle, and Lottie's trying to run him down. That was the corner we were sitting in,
3: oh, and, no. like, and
2: and you could just feel my life unraveling <laughs> <and> <laughs> as he was he- vaulting towards right. us. But that meant we went down to Canberra the next week. Mm. I made the drive, which was the first time we have been to Canberra slash Bruce slash whatever oh, yeah. it is yep. now yeah, stadium, yeah, yeah. Mm. and that was a great night.
0: That was the one From that Andre Coker, yeah, and that was. And in fact, we were, we had a Bucks party that night Yeah. and it was loose. The moment that he missed that conversion, we went. We were already pretty loose and it got worse. At Sean Bradley, entertaining game, but I doubt either side a genuine Premiership contender's, contenders dragon blew a bucket load of opportunities while the Warriors kept gifting them new ones. What do you think about that? They're, they're both desperately cooked for this, the rest of the season?
1: I don't think the Dragons are cooked. Yeah? They're just stretching out, getting rid of the cobwebs out of the um, Arsenal before they come back. As an
0: Arsenal fan, is that a normal thing that Arsenal would do?
1: Oh, Arsenal can't even dust the cobwebs. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> they wouldn't know where to look. Yeah, I sort of
2: chop it up in th- four ways. I think the the consensus top three at the moment of the Storms, uh, the Roosters and the Rabbits. Yeah, The spoiler has got to be the Sharks because when you get to the playoffs, it's down and dirty and they do down and dirty yeah. like no one. And, I mean, they got – pit this afternoon but they'll be there only just yeah uh the teams that have been wobbling deluxe <laughs> <laughs> panthers dragons someone i'm missing and then of course i don't think the warriors can do it right okay. so i'm missing out on the horse lodge uh broncos through, yeah, yeah the bronx yeah so the bronx are out as well so i, I tell you what the bronx future looks extremely Good. rosy but mm. it's not this year so I, I'm, I'm putting a line through the broncos and the warriors right as i sit here here we go there's
0: a lot. to so you've got $100 on any commentary team that doesn't talk about printing and yep. Brisbane and Warriors cannot win. Go on. Write it down. Uh, Paramatisala versus Shaitans
2: at Withdrawal Stadium. 26-12, that's off the top of my head. I've, I've got that wrong, haven't I? He did.
1: Quick, this is your only chance. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll just, I'll just find it.
0: You can
2: have another crack. Keep
1: going.
0: 26 No, don't show him. He's the encyclopedia. They don't want to be shown. 28-12, you can both have half a point. And they're also called <laughs> Consolation the Shitans. points. They're also called the Shitans because of um, the, um, my m- mate, Dennis Carnahan. And his incredible musical that everyone should get around. In fact, it's just about to start again.
2: It is. It's Rugby League The Musical. It's at the Bridge Hotel at Roselle, so directly across the road from the Meth Lab, every Monday this <laughs> month, starting next Monday. And the very, very exciting news is through a little bit of. You're on t- stage? No. Oh. Uh, I, I, I'm batting a thousand every time I go, I get uh, dressed up as Ciro and he uh, highlights <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But through my own personal efforts, uh, Magistrate Beattie, chairman of the Australian Railway Commission, up. will be there on the twentieth of August. There you go. Really? Yeah. So as long as
0: you come with coming his lovely be, wife, if you're coming to be friendly to him, you can certainly come. Will Matt Chechen
1: be there next year? I think Cheech
2: has been though. Cheech has been. Uh, yeah. He and, loved it and blushed during the song. that Yeah, he the ref song. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been yet? I haven't been. Oh, you've got to go. Yeah. go. I have to go. Um, I'll be going again in this season. They'll come, with, they come with me.
2: I'll be there August 20
0: with, with oh, the Magistrate. With the Magistrate. Uh, in this, uh, this was also the bin cup of the round. And I was listening to ABC 702 as I drove back from the gong, which is also my radio um, during game of choice because there's no ads. And, and I know Andrew, that we have a small affiliation. I think Andrew Moore
1: does a good job too.
0: Um, and yeah, and also I just love, uh, who's the guy that I always go to to tell you what's happening around the grounds? Then that's the hell No, 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 Dan, no, I don't mean at the ground. I mean, there was like, and blah, blah, for around the games. He tells you everything that's happening in every oh, sport. Quentin
1: and, something or other. His,
0: first of all, I love yeah, his yeah. voice. And
2: second of all, I just love like yeah. that he tells you what's happened in the Brisbane Cup
1: you yeah, know, reserve true.
2: grade. But that's a good point because one of the lost joys in rugby league, and my God, there's been a lot of lost joys. <laughs> for example, seeing your team score a try and the ref reward it, like that's, that's <laughs> a lost joy. Yeah. Is when... Uh, the majority of rugby league games were played at 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon and you would listen, in, and these games were not televised, yeah. you'd listen to on the radio, part of the excitement was round the grounds. Yeah,
1: so right. You,
2: so pretty much because I was a Balmain fan, they were generally not the game of the uh, the Sunday round. Oh, but so you would just get – You would just go, you know, Balmain 18, Newtown 10, you know, oh, and, you'd, yeah. and, and you would be on tentacles. That would be a thrill. Because unless you were there – Yeah, you didn't know what You was had happening. no idea what was going on. I never thought of that. Round The grounds was just awesome. I've got, I've I have a great round the grounds story, but I I'm worried about time, so you know, I'm always happy to tell it at some stage, yeah, whenever.
0: Um, so you'd be listening to say Penrith versus St. George, yep, and then that's entertaining, and then they would t- and then they go round the grounds, and then you'd be, <gasps> yeah, that's right, and, and then, then the cha- the school
1: would have changed, oh,
2: yeah, and it's agony, yeah. listening to the game that you're not actually,
0: yes, of course,
1: in. Yeah. Yeah. it's like the NRL app that didn't upload last night when I was trying to watch, um. Uh, who was playing last night? Roosters. Oh Cowboys Roosters at SCG it was like it was like a void over the entire um, stadium. Nothing would update,
0: and that's just anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, pass on. What are those? No comments. <laughs> Move on because
0: <laughs> you know I'm just ready to insult you. Uh, <laughs> and the upsets just kept coming in the flip a coin round. It's the kind of um, sweet. It was kind of sweet to see the sailor put on a bunch of points, like when you see a toddler making like momentary friends in a park. With another toddler Not with anybody else With another toddler <laughs> And then those relationships So are very fleeting at best Like the Sala's winning feeling Because they're just about to play The commies The cam burglars And the chicken chow In the next four games Of the season They have I think One respite with the cows Who seem to be maybe Turning it up for JT So their Eels are definitely cooked I mean, there there might be more space and uspays at the moment.
2: I tell you what, though, I can see a lot of love in the room here for Jared Hain, right? Yeah. You and, can see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he has turned it around. On air. Yeah, well, for sure. And when I saw him at a distance in a. Motel room in Blacktown last weekend is another story. Yeah, I go, that's a very I go, yeah. boy. He looks <laughs> just boy, for the hour. Yeah, boy, he looks fit. And a, and there were revelations during the week that he had some sort of stomach, stomach bug. Or something yeah, he, I read that too. Yeah, and now he's able to train, and he looks a million bucks. I got to say, IBS. He's
1: back. I'm
0: worried now about you being in a hotel near him, and then all of a sudden he's got a stomach bug. You got some money again, unrelated. Yeah, and, <laughs> and fucking shaitans, you pumped us at Leichardt Oval, and then you've been playing like shit ever since. You're embarrassing us and you're embarrassing yourself, please. Living up yourself to name. But the bit worries.
2: Mm. It's worries. Yeah.
0: They're weird. Uh, and we already did the score. Congratulations. At Swiss underscore cowboy underscore 78. At Sports BFS, merge the two clubs and move it to Perth and then fold
1: it. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew sh- Johns will be um, calling for that soon. I saw something today that he wants 12 oh, yes. teams. He wants 12 teams. He wants yeah. super
2: clubs, like, like, which I take him to the super 15. as yeah. an example of how well that idea goes. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect, isn't yeah.
1: it? And the biggest one
0: that's getting the most amount of about it is the St. George and Sharks merge, which people oh, are like losing That would be unbelievable, over. wouldn't Reversing it? Reversing history. Yeah, I mean, your your friend Stephen Ferris would vomit at the idea of Sharks going anywhere near his beautiful St. George. He
2: was six when it happened. And he hasn't let it go. And he uh, hasn't let it go. But, you know, it is... They always talk about, you know, things that change rules. So, like, we're talking a bit of basketball before, um, mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They banned dunking in college because of Kareem. Oh, really? He couldn't dunk for a couple years in college because he was so dominant. They had to take that away. The creation of Cronulla was essentially a response to the 11 premierships. Yeah, right. I'm trying to split up. And let's face it, George haven't won 11 premierships
0: since then, so why can't we reverse it? Science works.
2: Uh, at L2
0: underscore zero, this performance epitomizes Parramatta. A star started backline, backline turning on the style, thrilling their fans and making a statement. In a game that is worth fuck all. True. And at Mel20L, and this is a nice one. Thank you, Para, for the win. It's nice not to feel disheartened watching footy for only the fifth time this year. Operation hash avoid the spoon is well underway. Hash eels, eels titans, come on, roosters, thrash those cowboys. And although they didn't thrash them, they certainly
2: did a good job for you.
0: 2620. Duh! I don't know if we can take it, although. So Chick- just
2: roosters, cowboys, and just yeah, here?
0: chicken chow money versus the cows at the foam neck brace
1: premature twenty
3: twenty six yeah, and I was
0: listening <laughs> to the sweet sounds of a dinner party that I was at um, with the football on television. So although the cows made this win um, look easy, oh, sorry, the chow made this look easy in part. This game also came down to a bit of a flipper coin at the end. The chow dominated for an hour. And still almost lost with 12 minutes to go with Thurston's undeniable will to win. That guy just pushes on. His face is excellent. And he's always firing up at people. He doesn't ever seem to swear. Am I missing seeing that? JT. Yeah, he might. He'll drop the ball and do a big F-bomb. But then when his colleagues, who was just about to score, drops the ball, you don't ever see him going F, Lose F, F. He goes over and says to them, two hands for beginners. But he never seems to... Go that next level? Am I misreading that?
2: I can't contradict that. Ah,
3: okay.
0: No. Then I was right. And I also thought Tamalolo, a.k.a. King of Tonga, a.k.a. King of of James Tedesco, a.k.a. the arm oh, that's yeah. tattooed on James Tedesco's chest, a.k.a. full metal, full back metal jacket, a.k.a. maybe a grey A grade should have a weight division, a.k.a. I've got the ball, you've got Tamalolo, played well. Did you see that thing that he put on? James didn't
1: even want to be there. He wanted to be the... Um... Goal post pad. Yeah. I just it was, hope he didn't run
0: into him. It was so <laughs> exciting to watch. It was disgusting. Because you see that in junior football and you're like, oh, that's not good. That kid's never going to want to play again. His parents are going to lose it. And, you know, this is bad for the game. But then when you see adults do it, you're like, yes, I couldn't that <laughs> happened in real life. Tried so hard to tackle him and he destroyed yeah. him. His soul disappeared. It was great.
2: It seems that all the teams in the race to the wooden spoon, which is enthralling, mm. are all playing with some passion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I'm know, I i, I I'm not seeing any teams go out. I mean, if you think Manly,
3: yeah, Manly, dogs, today. Eels, yeah. and yeah, the, the Cowboys.
0: Cowboys,
2: what do they all win this weekend? The bottom Except eight, the
0: Cowboys. The bottom eight are looking Cowboys more, didn't win. That's right. The bottom eight are looking, but they played excellently. Yeah, as no. I was saying the bottom eight are looking more promising than the top eight in terms of entertainment. That's right. Yeah, love that, and especially because we're in it. At James Smith one zero zero one, very classy touch by the at Sydney Roosters to present JT with the match ball. Roosters fans just cheered him down the tunnel too. Did you see all of these footage? It was heartwarming.
1: Yeah. Sorry, we in the state, in the sheds.
2: I, I tell you what, you always wonder how they get those things in those sort of lucite boxes, <laughs> yeah, so boxes assume, straight away. Just gra- <laughs> and the ball looked like it had grass on it, so I assume it wasn't a facsimile. I assume mm. it was the real deal, mm. and they just got a bottom and they just whack it on like that. Yeah. Did you hear the controversy? You know the big dinner that's coming up for Nick Pilatus's 25th? Yeah, I, I about read this? about this today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gala event. I'm not invited. Mm. and uh, We were. How
0: did you not get an invite? Yeah, oh. I've
2: been, you know, as I said, <laughs> in several centuries' time when people look back at this, it will be forever known as the Politis years. Yes. Right? And uh, the Roosters wanted the two trophies that they won in 02 and oh, 13. Yeah. And I'm presuming that the right now the 13 trophy is still the same trophy Summers Pro. Private summons. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so they asked the NRL, could they construct a replica of it? And the NRL said, yes, for $20,000. That's amazing. Uh, the NRL has turned a corner. I mean, you know, they've been regarded as bankrupts and unable, yeah. unable to manage money.
1: But that asking is... 20 grand for yeah. that,
2: mm. I don't think Nick paid it. But
1: <laughs> so there was a thing recently about all the, the value of all these trophies, like the. The NHL trophy and the uh, World Cup trophy. Stanley cup. Yeah. The Stanley that's Cup.
2: The Stanley Cup. I mean, that is a decent cup. But that's yeah. only
1: worth 22 grand. Right. Is that all? But then the um, Two uh, grand men to carry it. The FIFA World Cup's worth something ridiculous. I would have
2: thought it was worth about 10 bucks. I mean, it's tiny, that thing. Yeah. I mean, if I yeah. win a World Cup, It's like Ashes. You know, the America's Cup. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that tiny thing for the but world. But the Stanley
1: Cup is like, there's a lot of metal in that. That's hmm. huge. It's nearly the size of a player. And that's only 24,000
0: um, 24, American. And the irony is all those other things. Um, trophies that aren't as uh, valuable, prestigious, are hard to get. Whereas the World Cup, yeah, everyone's doesn't repli- cost that much money to, for FIFA to just no. You just pay FIFA. That's a, that's how much it actually costs you. You tell FIFA, here's my million dollars, and then you get to win the World that Cup. That was Sep years though. Nah, sep
2: I haven't pulled out a Nick story, but there's not enough time for it.
0: No, come on. We we
2: skipped over your last one. Do this one. Really quickly, yeah. There is no. What are we waiting for? So uh, dinner. I was lucky enough to go see the uh, Roosters v Broncos in two thousand and fifteen, which was the Sean Kenny Dale double pump off the off the uh, the (laughs) And we were seated uh, seated me and my mate right in front of the Roosters coaching box. Uh, My mate's a Roosters fan, sort of there as guest. The Roosters dot dot dot. Tough night for them. At there was a drunk kid from the Broncos. Every time the Broncos went in, he was just turning around and giving it to the coaching oh, box. God. And at the end, Craig Fitzgibbon was pounding the glass at this kid doing the slash throw <laughs> thing. And I thought, great, they really care. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And then our connection sort of took us back to the post-game event involving the board members rather than the players. And uh, we were sort of called to this Italian restaurant, not a great restaurant, oh. into the back room, all wood paneling and so forth. And of course, Nick is there with the inner circle, and we're kind of ushered down to the other end of the table. And, you know, I've always got this instinct I would want to say hello and whatever. They go, mm. just, just go down there the table. Mm. And then food came and drink came. And, and and then at midnight, Nick just stands up, and everyone stands up because yeah, out, right, really, chairman. we're done, right? It's chairman over. like
0: a Chinese emperor. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and, and and I said to my guy, I said, um, Do we give money? Curtsy? Or- and, can I, and he said, No, no all taken care of yeah. and that was the end of the night Yeah, right. and uh, it was uh, extraordinarily entertaining
0: that was your one chance and you blew it this, you'd be at the gala lunch now if you had been, if I you'd have,
2: gone and said hello or I, tried I, to- I have sidestepped a couple of people and shook his hand at a Roosters okay. uh, home game once mm-hmm. but I have a friend uh, who's met Nick on 30 occasions and feels that Nick doesn't know who he is no, he's, really. he's, he's a very very interesting character but we met Gingel the next morning who I think by this particular point of time was off the Roosters board Technically, I don't know who that is. David Gingell. David Gingell. Okay, extremely friendly dude. Okay. Boss
1: of Channel Nine yeah. for a long time.
2: Okay, 100%, yeah. And and a nice person. Yeah, yeah. But okay. uh, Nick is uh, is he
1: guy. is he in the lunch?
3: Circle. Ginge. Yeah,
2: Ginge was the guy who had the fight with James Packer. Yeah. Remember? Oh you know, yes, okay, that. Person. That's right. And you know, and Ginge's trainer bailed him out for being. Performing so badly in the fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but what, what, the, what is good about the politest lineup? A lot of agents. It was are there. like,
1: um, uh, what's his face? Tal, Tal Malalo and Tedesco, though. That's like, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, attending include people like the People's Champions, Sam, Sam Ayub, and yeah. Codanessa, oh. of course, and Sonny Bill will be there. And there is an amazingly close relationship between Nick and Sonny Bill. Yeah. And well, that much money yeah, you'd expect. To be, yeah, it? it's terrific.
0: He he's come out of the woodwork as well. All of a sudden, he's now on television
2: tonight. So, yeah, he's think, on yeah. the Matty John show tonight. He in the paper today. Might have a book to plug. Who knows? Yeah, the, he yeah. might be. He might be fighting Gallon, McGuire in a like <laughs> freeway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Referee. He
0: might be the next guest on Fire Up. Well, I'm kind of cross your fingers. <laughs> at Swiss <laughs> underscore Cowboy underscore seventy eight at Sports. We Spring on the Eels for the Spoon Bowl. We are hitting form at the right time and no drop balls. Now he's saying that he's a cows fan. His team lost. But that's the he's happy with the, the form. Bod. See, that's the kind of mentality you've got to eventually get into. It's not about if you lost; it's if you lost badly. And then Sunday, <laughs> Old Gilvers Flap City at Whiteout Stadium in the Who is the most hated Sydney team? Club? Who is your most hated Sydney team?
1: Manly for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. South Sydney. Oh, there you go. Okay. Mine's also 109. But, <laughs> but I had. Um, but I don't like Cronulla. Is that is that normal to not like Cronulla? I know. I prefer Cronulla Sydney. over Manly. Yeah, no, not over manly. I mean, like just generally, they're in the same vibe for me as Brisbane.
1: Uh, I found Cronulla and Newcastle like they're
2: okay. Oh. Is that determined by the the aspect in terms of the players they have playing for them at the moment? Yeah, and the cheating vibe and because yeah, because because growing up in the seventies as I did, Cronulla were my second favorite team. Oh, you know, because okay. you had this sort of, you sort of had that sort of nice beach Beachy thing going vibe. on with Rick yeah. Burke and the long hair. Mm. I love the Pommy players, Tommy Bishop, Cliff Watson. I thought they were great. They briefly imported a uh, very overweight English guy called Vince Farrar, had a bald <laughs> head and was compl- a complete bust. So I like that ambition. <laughs> yeah, right. Really? Oh gosh, Is that Robbie's
1: dude? um no relationship. No, Robbie. no, it's
2: an F A R A A R. Different. yeah, very, very different. And <laughs> uh you know, and then they and they gave Manley a real showing. You know, they got their seventy three and seventy eight and they were a team on the rise and I love them. Barry Andrews and the other reason I like them was that when the semifinals were on and those days it was originally a four-team format mm. and then went to a five-team format, I think when it was still a four-team format, Channel 7 ran a thing called the Endeavour Cup. And Endeavour Cup was a knockout tournament played on a Sunday afternoon with the eight teams that didn't make oh, the right. grand final. So I got to see Balmain on TV. Mm. Yeah, and I felt very um, thankful that Cronulla provided their home ground for that event.
0: See, that's also a great idea now. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh I, again, was listening to ABC 702, so this was after junior football today. Down 26-32, Cherry Pie drifts across the field, finally feeling like the flap are turning the momentum back in their favor. See small space, threads a grubber through. One of the flap clowns is perfectly placed, pours into the in goal to level up the game, only to drop the ball cold and legitimately, legitimately made me laugh out loud because that's how <laughs> bad they are. They are the worst version of themselves I've ever seen in decades of watching football. Uh despite winning in a golden point, they still are a, like a not a good team and it's del- it's delicious. I can't get enough of it.
2: Where do you sit on the issue? I had a friend, uh in fact Rose that I do the weekend legends with yeah. go you know, he he just he, he's definitely in that camp that he can't stand daily cherry Evans, And I'm really fascinated by this because it's really difficult for people to explain why. And he, and he went for the example of when uh, Manly kicked the ball dead and Cherry Evans just picked it up and flipped it over the sign. I was just about to use that. Right. Does that drive you crazy? Yeah, I was. Interesting.
0: And he, got a, and he was penalized yep. for it, and he went back and sighed, like rolled his eyes at the referee, like as if that's a penalty. Of course, you're an asshole. <laughs> it's called not in the, in the spirit of the game. It's actually one of the stupid rules that you tick off in a form to say why you have sent the guy off. It's because he's like Cherry Evans. <laughs> oh, my God, what a stupid thing. He made a bad kick, and then he made it worse
2: by doing that. The closest I can get to is he says, I dare say a lot. <laughs> Like yeah, really right. old-fashioned yeah, yeah. expression. Well, I dare say that we'll uh, have a good game this sort of But I think that we need more evidence than that. Uh, <laughs> that was off the top of my head.
0: I'm happy to to go through some old film. Dirty, uh, what was the score? 32. 32. 32.
2: Oh.
1: Yes. It doesn't come out as naturally. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, no, I wasn't going to say it, he's remembered. you did
0: ask. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I usually ask. At one a Tiger underscore. More L's for Gallon is what I'm here for. He is... Two or three losses away from the most amount of losses in NRL history. How many games has he played? Well, he's played a buttload. Yeah. I don't think he's hit, has he hit three hundred. I don't think so. No. But really? who, who will he surpass? I'm not. I'm not aware of that. Not, I just know not know. Heimash, maybe. Ooh, that, geez, that oh, be sad. Nathan Highmush. Well, um, then I so, hope it takes out of him because I don't hate Heimash.
1: But we know Heinington retired, but he's played three hundred and thirty-four games. I heard today. <laughs> yeah. And he there's been no fanfare about. He's like, he's not actually
0: finished. Finished. He'll have that nice little motorcade around the ANZ oh, on yeah, grand final day. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: the Tigers boys all tweeted stuff about it.
1: Oh, they, were, they were busy, mm. but that's because we're looking at it. But, yeah, um,
2: okay, yeah. It's going to be an emotional grand final, isn't it, with all these yeah. legends of the game that's and, right. you know, hanging up the boots. Yeah, the need
0: to- won two grand finals as well. I never really thought about it with Cronulla and with us. Tigers, yeah. That's great. What a bloke. And at mariosseggs underscore, today was the first time this year I have, albeit albeit, albeit accidentally, Gone full kit wanker and manly one. Reckon <laughs> I could keep going until we lose again. Imagine that.
1: Oh, You don't want to do it like, to yourself. <clears throat>
0: you got to tell us, actually, Mario, do you include socks? When you say full kit, I'm assuming he just means jersey pants or oh, pants? Actually,
2: shorts, I think it's the technical term. You got to
0: wear more than one piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mouth guard? <laughs> headgear? Oh, I see, it would be a hat. Yeah, he's got to have, or headgear.
2: And. You haven't talked about it yet, the, the Canterbury Penrith game, but the uh, GPS, because mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Ruppen was revealed today wearing the, His bro. the man's ear. Mm. The bro,
0: yeah. Uh, and then everybody's favourite, of course. <clears throat> well, well, well. Very happy with the performance. For mine, for Noah, Blake was barnstorming, and the boys followed after last week's debacle with super effort to grab the
2: victory. Friend of yours?
0: Yes. <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> uh <laughs> And then the last game, to Charlie vs. the Clap at the Frozen Oak, and we were listening to King Tuddy, Tubby uh, playlist of Meets his. uptown rockers. Mm. Oh, just, uh, uh, just a shuffle on Spotify. I,
2: I'm, I'm a big King Tubby fan. Oh. Yeah. There you go. But that's a completely different discussion, but Brian Eno got me into Big Tubby. Well, that we must it's have about known. about the history of recorded music and how it, <laughs> how it happened differently in Jamaica. Yeah.
3: Oh, well.
0: <laughs> uh, different podcast. Uh, one highlight, particularly for those of us who like seeing sweaty, half naked New Zealand men in man's ears, mm. was watching PM Soup, Regan Campbell Gillard tearing Leipana's shirt off. And speaking of Leipana, they absolutely dominated a bunch of tries, trices, just embarrassed the child for 60 minutes. But I dare say mm-hmm. that was only enough to get them up 34 30. And of course, the clap lost. No matter how well they play for periods of time, they're, they're always going to lose. And also, penrith at the moment in that incredible purple patch of coming back and
2: destroying people's souls. Regan Cabell-Gillard came out this week and said that he did not eat KFC, i.e. popcorn chicken and mashed, uh, uh, mashed potato through yeah. a straw.
0: And, and, and
2: even though he said that he did. So he was denying At the that. beginning. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> That was a whole thing because it was also Jordan Carr who came back at the you know a couple of weeks ago, having done steak smoothies, and we sort of got into a discussion about generally it seems that when you have a smoothie, you know of this kind, it's only one food group. Mm. Could you do a three course meal Blitz. in the one smoothie? Mm. I remember and how would that be for you? yeah? Mm. How would that be for you? Yeah, and, I, and we actually ended up talking about that. You know, there was a potential gap in the market for people who've currently got their jaws wide up as a specialist restaurant and you'd be, we, call it, dining. we call it Lockjaw, you'd be greeted by John Sattler <laughs> at the uh, front, you know, previous great heroes who play with broken jaws, like yep. Sean Kenny Dowell. Yep. Would he be an ambassador? He'd yeah, be. be an ambassador. Ambassador, of course. Because yeah, yeah. mm. yeah, he's, <laughs> he's not going to be remembered for catching the ball, is he? So. No. <laughs> I, uh, I'm petrified that it was
0: a KFC vibe. Cross promotion? Mm.
1: There must be a lot of gravy to water that down, though, to mm. make it just. Yeah. Suck up a straw. Now that you've
0: won the Super Bowl, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to I'm going to go to go Disneyland. Now that you've broken your jaw, what are you going to eat? Yeah. I'm going to eat you got to KFC. be careful though, haven't
1: you? Because
2: he's saying, well, i got to get on the KFC to put the weight on, which is a sort of a connotation that they're not really wanting to push that much.
0: No. So you've got to, you've got to think about it. Yeah. But also, uh, the horse lodge are completely tied up with McDonald's and have – player cards and stuff like that. So the whole thing, That's a great story. Yeah, the whole thing's a bit murky. <laughs> Hello, Jack Bird, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was one of my bingos. Hello, somebody. Yes. Uh, at yes underscore Charlton, watching Panthers Raiders with my four-year-old and the questions include, who's winning? Who's in the red team? What's his name? Why do they have scrums all the time? Excellent <laughs> questions at Sports River. Excellent questions because the red team was um, Chech and the referees. Yeah. And, and what's his name? I think if you could answer any of those four questions, you'd, you'd be enjoying that game. So she, so that Burgess baby, who we worked out was a Burgess baby because she kept dropping things, um, <laughs> is doing an excellent job. And at one a Tiger on a score, no lead is safe for Canberra, and no deficit is too large for Penrith. So predictable. It's kind of sad, but enjoyable to watch because the whole round has been NRL chaos. Yeah, it's kind of good to see you know someone following the storyline a little bit. And hopefully, for,
1: Canberra don't come back from it. At least for a week.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think at least. But the problem they have with us is if they get into a lead, they don't fade. No. So it'd be great to see them capitulate out of the blocks for Robbie and Benji.
3: I love
1: sports. Tell us about AFL. The AFL's been amazing this week. Has it? Oh, actually, I saw GWS this thing. GWS that that blew us that blew Carlton like that's a no brainer. Won by over 100 points. But going back to the first five games of the um, weekend, starting on Friday nights, all five five out of six games, I should say, were won within four points of each other. And in AFL, that's massive because you're kicking six-point goals. And most of them were close to 100 points, like each team kicking 100 points. Yeah, wow. So we'll start with Geelong versus Richmond, which is Richmond coming first. Uh, Geelong lost that game by a kick, and that's the third game in the last five rounds where they've um, had an opportunity to win In with the last kick of the – pretty much the last kick of the game. Mm. They've lost two and won one. So, Who, who, who took the
2: last kick for Geelong in this game? Gary Ablett. Oh, really? Gary oh, Ablett. Because no. it was the Irish guy who took the kick against Melbourne, right? Yeah. And he was unflappable. Yeah. And yeah. he's very entertaining, that character. I don't know his name, but
1: – Yeah, Gary Ablett. This is about a minute and a half – from the end of the game, right. so there were there were going to be other opportunities, but Gary Ablett was running on his right foot like he would be home and hose every other day of the week, but, but it's just but, sprayed it right.
2: By the way, Gary Ablett, to give you a reference point for our earlier discussion, Gary Ablett is, looks like a fit Vince Farah.
3: Oh, oh,
1: okay. That's,
2: really? that's what Vince Farah looked like, but mm. not in good shape.
1: Yeah, right. Probably half the size, I mm. imagine. Mm. Um, 20
0: years from now, Gary, I'm sure, will look exactly like Oh, yeah, I maybe. certainly hope yeah.
1: not. <laughs> but you want, like, those guys all, like, they're so fit and so short, they're going to scan a balloon out. Yeah. Just well, like Block
2: a Roach. Who's the dude on the um, Australian Survivor? Um, Lake, is it? Oh, yes. Brian Lake. Oh, Brian Lake from Hawthorne. He's already yeah, right. bearing some scars. I'm like, Osher Ginsburg, who's gone the other way. <laughs> it's on the cover yeah. of Men's Health this week.
1: Is it? Yeah, yeah,
0: right. But also, um, Matt Rogers, speaking of Cronulla, there's one person I love from Cronulla. He. I did see it because you and I actually watched the exact small part of Survivor. I watched the first bit. The bag you I watched, it. and that was it. And then once it finished, once it, I said the, the most beautiful target, when it gets to an ad, I'm done. I just want to watch this bit, and that was I'm going to skip to my Wowment because I forgot to write it down. <laughs> Matt Rogers hitting that poor bloke. He got it, the he came off that slide. They're sliding down a water slide to pick up a bag and then put it on a block or something. This guy gets down first, picks it up, is running, running for it. And then someone who his entire life has just tackled men while they carry something Damian got Cook. absolutely smashed in the side. The and then street. Rogers picked him up and just dragged him to his thing. This, yeah, is, right. how, this is how this game's supposed to be played. Oh, it's beautiful
2: yeah, television. Nice. Well, well, there you are. Another reason I love Canola was Steve Rogers, Rogers yeah. of course, yeah. in his yeah. Yeah. And so I've always had a soft spot for Matt, though I always do reflect on when Matt went to rugby union. He said, Because let's face it, I've, I've achieved everything, everything game. I could achieve uh, in rugby league yeah, except yeah, for the Sharks. On. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh but anyway, that was great. That
0: was yeah. great.
1: Keep sorry. going keep going with AFL. Yeah, um sorry. talking so there were quite a few amazing games Friday, night, Saturday, but last night you were obviously at the game I was. At the SCG. I watched Sydney somehow some like scratch, like literally scratch home a win. I don't know how the hell Collingwood were all over us for seventy five percent of the game. We played the third quarter. And came out and kicked five goals to zero, I think it was, and that was good enough for us to actually end up winning the game. I as sitting like right next to the run, next to the Swans, watching like their trainers calling out at Kieran Jack, like to move positions. They were like it was like an anchor trying to like get off the bottom of a ten meter ocean. They were trying to kick out of their half. Couldn't get back and 50, forth, could back they? and forth, back and forth, across, and then they would eventually turn it over and somehow Carl, um, Collingwood would kick a goal or a behind. It was embarrassing. So the fact that we won last night was an absolute miracle. Table-wise,
2: results didn't really go the Swans' way, is that right?
1: Well, the Swans have they're, snuck they're, they into the eighth, eight now. Eighth, yeah. They were nine last that this time last week, and now they're eight. There are plenty but, of good
2: stories there. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm nowhere near as passionate about AFL as I am about... Um, politics, but no. Um, <laughs> but there were some good stories. I mean, the Alex Johnson story is amazing. Alex Johnson. I was getting there, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's the kid who uh, played the 2012 Grand Final. It's his first top oh, game since then. He's yeah. been through 12 operations, yeah. five yeah. Nuts. And they put him on Mason
1: Cox, the American guy, right? And he's an absolute giant of a human. How tall is he? He's over seven foot, I would say. He is just- he's seven, close to seven foot.
2: And there's a, I went and saw the Swans and Fremantle, and there's a Fremantle Dude, who's the
1: same? Looks yes. like he's seven. Sandilands,
2: unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, he only kicked one goal, I think. Cox, so I guess so. Johnson was pretty yeah. successful.
1: And there was a lot of behinds last night. The woodwork Posts. in last night's game <laughs> yeah, got right. an absolute ramming. Uh, I think Lance Franklin kicked four against the post. Oh god! And Collingwood would have kicked at least three.
2: Um, there was also a bit of woodwork maybe involved in the port. Adelaide. Yes, Adelaide we're Guns. getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, but but uh, Buddy, Buddy, Buddy we had a night out last night, didn't he?
1: Yeah, but he wasn't dominant. It was really weird. Six goals, I wonder. He kicked six goals, yeah. but he wasn't like controlling anything. Like, he wasn't. He kicked one at the end of the start of the, fir- the fourth quarter and it looked made it look easy. But I was surprised when I looked up at the scoreboard and he kicked six. I was like, that's uh, nuts.
2: I'd always say if you're a lay sports fan and you went to a Swans game having never seen AFL before, there's something about Lance Franklin. Like, he's sort of. Right. Like, um, uh, I don't want to use the word presidential. I use that the other way. It's sort of like there's something majestic about the dude. Yeah, an aura. Yeah, but it's because you know he's a he's a specimen. Let's mm. let's be honest. But he's got
1: this thing where he applies something oh, to his Oh, that grace.
2: So his arms glow. They right. and really? his thighs. And, and I hear he I reapplies
1: it each break. I think someone else was re-applied for him. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> there's probably people lining up. The trainers, Oof, does boys and girls, Brazil need that glow stuff. He really? look good. Oh, oh, yes. And you then, wouldn't be here right now because you'd cause, be drowning.
2: The coach line might revealed that Buddy had only trained twenty minutes all season, yeah. and that he he does what they call off legs, which is boxing and running on an anti-grab treadmill. Which I guess is off your legs, if you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it, it's you know I would always encourage people who haven't been out to a game, you know, given this essentially a, a focus on league, it's mm. worth seeing. Yeah, it was it was. A, it, it was a good night. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you certainly can't good... make your mind up about AFL,
0: whether you like it or not, without going to it because it is very different oh, live than yeah. it is on television. My yeah, so.
1: my wife will watch a live game every day of the week if she could. will not watch it on yeah. TV, yeah. and that's saying something. Um, But Swans are playing Hawthorne in two weeks oh, on the 25th of August, which will be an absolute cracking game because that's going to be the last – it's the last round, and we're going to be vying for the top eight. So definitely get out to that one. Before you
0: move off Sydney – yeah. Yep. Mason Cox, incredibly American name, great. And also the other thing is, I've watched the replay of that goal that wins three or four times. I still don't understand
1: how it happened. Yeah. So Tom McCartan's goal is sums up that entire game. Right. Old mate has been slung, slung like in a tackle, and somehow manages to connect the, with his foot to the ball and kicks that goal. And if knowing the Swans, that would have gone as a behind or not made the line at all, like a few of the goals last yep. night. That was just lucky, and that's how we won because we shouldn't have won last night. It's just plain and simple from my point of view. Um, I'm trying to find out how tall Mason Cox is right <laughs> now. Um, but Port Adelaide, Adelaide was happening just before that game, and that game was decided by a very dubious goal to Josh Jenkins, Adelaide Crows. They're pretty much out of the top eight contention and Port are coming fourth, I think, at the moment. And they kicked a goal, snapped a goal, and it was very, very close to the um, upright. And they have goal review, a bit like the bunker. Okay. And so the umpire makes a call, goes to the um, the review, and then they make a call either way. And if there's no questionable, um, questionable like evidence, they'll give it back to the umpire or call a goal. And the Josh Jenkins. Like, in a post-match interview, it was like, I swear to God, it hit the post. Oh, and they said that it hadn't. But they, their goal review said, no, nope, didn't oh, hit the post. Wow. Like, there's no evidence saying it did. And then they were looking at the, the revolutions of the ball before the post and after the post and like, it's got to have hit the post. Yeah. That's like commentary afterwards. Mm. So it's going to be going, raging for a week. And if you want to see Rest a Ricky, Ricky Stewart moment from AFL coaches, Ken Hinckley, the Port Adelaide coach, Whoa, you could almost see Launch. Ricky Stewart there sitting there just absolutely going at the ref, going at the league.
2: Yeah. And it's, and also he's picked up the, the theme that's very popular at the moment, that like this is a billion-dollar business, yeah. people's livelihoods. Uh, yeah, I mean, we really have sort of conflated the issue now to yeah. that you, you are basically creating unemployment by your bad decision. <laughs> uh, but also you can imagine that the uh, Adelaide guy talks it up a little bit, So yeah, I hit it because it, it's a home derby and it would just be yeah. driving the port power. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. Uh, um, yeah, it's very, very uh, interesting.
0: Also, Adelaide Crazy said so they're prominent in the finals. No, and also they're the second biggest membership, so that's excellent for them. Good for them.
2: The, the, there's an interesting through line with Adelaide. There was a a thing in the Good Weekend about uh, a month ago. It's a local Fairfax publication, soon to be known as a local Nine publication, <laughs> <laughs> and it was around the rise of sort of the next level beyond individual sports psychologists. It's organisations and they work with teams around you know empowerment and mindfulness yep. and all this stuff and Adelaide were known and they went all the way through and were looking specials for the the grand final last Last year. Went down to Richmond and they would stand up apart from each other as this sort of broad, like, what was that, the Maginot line that didn't quite work in the First World War Mm. Um, uh, during the anthem. And they continued this relationship with this organization. They went on some preseason camp up on the Sunshine Coast, I think it was, and something went wrong. And one of the players left in acute distress and they will not talk about it. Voice it. Yeah. and Adelaide The player that, or the club? The, the, well, no one knows. No how, one. I think, I mean, there'd be rumours who the player is, yeah, but the okay, club has sort okay. of just played. No, no, no. It, you know, we got a lot out of that and it was very challenging, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and when they hit that massive hole where they dropped a lot of games, that sort of bubbled up to the surface. Mm. So it's a really, really interesting story because one of the things about it is, you know, all teams, it's an arms race, so they've now all got their mindfulness coaches. And, and the thing that I found quite amusing about it was that, you know, the players will get into truth circles and whatever and then talk about the absolute heartache they have in their lives, like they're on RuPaul's Drag Race or something, right? <laughs> and what happens if you had a blissful childhood yeah. yeah, and you've had no issues and your mm. teachers were all great and yeah. you never struggled and everything's come easy to you and you haven't had any horrendous injuries? You are a pariah now in professional yeah. sport because yeah. you haven't got a story to come yeah, that's back right. from. Or you're not
0: telling. I think what really happens is come and tell us what. No, there's something it's got there. to be you're something. not got to make yeah, something out. Come on, you're lying. Yeah. Don't you got to open what up a with your field. teammates. Yeah.
1: Um, just last minute, Mason Cox, 6'11".
2: Yeah, dude. 6'11". Yeah. I play basketball with a guy a six foot 6'11". Do you? And, uh, Dunked was, on him? Yeah, he's, oh. he's down in Adelaide now. He's, oh. his, his surname is Copper and guess what? He's a policeman. Oh. And, <laughs> and, and, it, and it was interesting because I'm reasonably tall, um, sort of like 6'6", 197 or whatever it is, and it's a talking point. When you're 6'11", every single day of your life, Yeah, yeah. A, every time you go to a bar... Those sorts of things, and but it can be amusing. He and I agreed to go to a gig together, and we didn't consult what we were wearing, and we both turned up in red t-shirts and blue jeans. Oh no! And when two <laughs> tall guys turn up dressed in the same thing, there's a reason. Mm. That particular night, we were Czechoslovakian volleyball players. Did <laughs> nice. you like another beer? You know, yeah.
1: That's how you met Nick Politis.
0: <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh, and look, what can you tell us a bit about Binchigan, Binchigan's FC?
2: Oh sure. So. Um, it, it, Fire Up is its really interesting and it's a often a lively debate within the station FBI itself. So for those who don't know too much about FBI, it's 94.5 FM on your radio dial in Sydney. <laughs> and its brief uh, is at Sydney's arts, music, culture station, an independent station. It came out of a process more than 15 years ago that there was a lot of trial spectrum made available in Sydney and a number of organisations would compete for that spectrum. Okay. So there was uh, Free FM, uh, which was a gay station, Wild FM, which was basically advertising for central station records, uh, a number of ethnic stations, religious stations, and then FBI was an independent music station much more to the left in terms of the obscurity of the music than what FBI would play now. And they would all get three-month rotations, and FBI broadcast out of the Marlborough Hotel, out oh, okay. of the Marley. Long story's cut short. Uh, Wild didn't get up because they said, no, it's just an advertisement for Central Station Records. Um, they still release those compilations forever and a day. You know, skits mix. I think he's up to about 53 Nick skits. <laughs> wow. But FBI was successful. So their brief is a really fantastic brief, which is half the music that they play must be Australian. Yep. And of that, half from Sydney. So one in every four tracks is from Sydney. And it's an entry point prior to Triple J or whatever. One of the founding directors was Stephen Ferris. Oh, well, wow. And... Uh, So he was on air from the beginning and um, Fire Up came a couple of years later. But the show was always more than just about rugby league. Mm. A lot of people in FBI, I think, you I'm always happy to chat to them about it, think it's a show about rugby league. And we're always interested about that because for us, it's a premise to go and talk about stuff. So one of the recent issues in the um, very, very permissive culture we've developed in Sydney right now... um, in and around the lockout laws and all those sorts Mm. of things was the revelation that uh, there'd been a music festival out at Homebush and a number of punters who had drug detection dogs sit down next to them were not allowed into the venue. And the next time that there was a festival out at Homebush was Above and Beyond were playing out there and it got a lot of publicity. If a dog sits down next to you, irrespective of whether you're found with anything on your person... You were not. You would be refused yeah, entry, right. and the promoter would have to pay you the money back.
0: And you're so good with dogs, so that would be terrible yeah. for you.
2: And 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 one would argue this has led to a whole issue. There was an attempt to take an injunction, and uh, it's the police acting outside their powers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera. So this was all happening, and um, you know, and a lot of attention was being put on the poor old dogs that have to yeah. do this tough job. Mm. And we were um, talking about the idea that maybe there are some certain. Uh, animals that haven't done well in rugby league logo since. Mm. You know, tigers are obvious, you know, bulldogs, mm. broncos, that sort of thing. And, you know, we sort of settled on the IBIS and that we couldn't think of any time where the IBIS had actually been, you know, bestowed the chance to be a team logo. Yeah, be, yeah. So we thought we'd create a football club that would have that logo. Um, so we went to the Heartland of Rugby League, which is the Upper North Shore in Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> and we've created the Taramurra Rugby League Football Club yes. and their logo is the Ibis or they're the Taramara Bin Chickens. Yes. And we thought that there was great opportunity here because this is not well known. But first of all, the Ibises have an incredible sense of smell. Mm. They've got to find the bin juice, mm. right? Mm. And then so therefore perfect in terms of narcotics Illegal tobacco, yeah. bombs, those sorts of things, and that that beak, exactly. Get you get in there, yeah, oh, exactly. Sorry. the the Well, the current process is the dogs do the sniffing, yeah, and then the humans do the examining. Mm. You know, snap on the glove, dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> the, the The ibis with the, the with the beak would a be brilliant at the job, and secondly, most people who have been in possession of drugs within their person would just go. Please take the Yeah, <laughs> I'll get the point. So, we yeah. think in a, in a capital starved world, this would be a more effective yes. deal. So, so, the part of the idea of the bin chickens is to take rugby league to Taramara, but also promote the fact that we think that there's an appropriate substitute in these difficult roles. And it, and it would probably reshape the public's expectation about ibises. Mm. Mm. There's a bit of ibis fever. There's an animated series that was um, really? been written about that's uh, had a couple of test YouTubes and is actually coming out. <laughs> being made in Sydney about three um characters the, three ibises getting along in life
1: what color is the ibis by the way
2: they're generally white with black markings yeah. you're gonna say but opal? A true
1: a true bin chicken isn't white yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. a bit shady brown that's right yeah they they, they, they mark in like you know they're like a true footballer you know they've done well in their business so you want yeah. them to be your like chiefs of yeah. drug searching
2: and and the story continues to grow because we had to reveal on fire up last Friday that uh, one of our sleeper agents, Ben Kennedy, who's a silent investor in the business, <laughs> mm. was uh, found in the high-security Broadsmeadow facility where the drug detection dogs currently reside after an origin function. Mm. And, you know, it's basically a monopoly right now with the dogs. Were those and, bin chickens right. in
1: Rouse Hill last week? Last, uh, this Earlier
2: yeah, this week? What happened at Rouse Hill? There was something big there. Was there was a Hadley. I was going to say the Hadley, the Hadley, Hadley yes. Yes. Maybe yeah. that was the first trial. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... <laughs> And so we feel we've got to nobble the competition and yep. you know um, Ben might have been giving some nice steaks with a little bit of uh, sleepy stuff in it. <laughs> yeah. So that's a long answer to where the bin chickens are coming from. And um, in order to raise some funds for the station, Fire Up is returning to the merchandise. Yeah. And we'll announce that on next week's episode that you can actually get yourself a Paramara bin, bin chicken T-shirt. Yes. We'll Come call
1: to 2GB tomorrow morning and ask Ray if he can sponsor you. <laughs> get in there.
2: Boy that would be a long interesting discussion about Ray Hadley wouldn't, wouldn't it? it Yes Yeah we we tend to we tend to shy away because we're competing with him over a Friday morning and so it's a ratings war Yes yeah, right. But we were It'd be his biggest threat I would we, say. we feel that way and we were very much uh because we respect him as a colleague we were disappointed that he was locked out of the immortals consideration <laughs> The amount of talent Jeff Prenner, Ray hey, Hadley bro, Buzz Rothfield and Alan Jones mm. locked out of voting just seemed yeah, rough. Very much to be plumbers doing surgery. But particularly Alan Jones, his record his record in rugby league is proud and long. You know, the you know the 91 to 93 Balmain era, oh, which I refer yes. to as the Dark Ages. Yeah. And what was he doing at South? Because I never got it explained. Was he coaching director or whatever? I don't know. Anyway.
0: But also, his terrible time – I mean, he had some time with the Wallabies. That should be enough for you to not come into rugby league as well for me. If you spent any present time – I also misheard, I was listening to that, um, I was listening to FBI's podcast and coughed when you want, someone had said weren't invited, and I thought they all were invited. And so I almost pulled over to go, why were all these people in the immortal <laughs> discussion? And then luckily later it re- worked out that I'd misheard something. Thank God.
1: Wow! Wowments. Doctor, you got any? My wowment came when the prediction of the Warriors came true. It's like a, um, oh, yeah. it's like watching the Swans last night winning, and so Tom McCartan's goal was just a wow for me. Just, just shook off. I was so nervous, and even I got home at eleven o'clock last night, still nervous. Still nervous. Well, it was a like my dream. It was like watching Game Two of State of Origin. I just didn't know what yeah. happened. I was like, that doesn't feel right. disbelieved We still. shouldn't have won that. Mm. But we did.
2: is that your major passion, AFL?
1: AFLs. I'm a massive lover of all sport. Yep. So I'd balance AFL, NRL. I talk AFL here. Yeah. Because I, I love it. Yeah. But, um like you could put it all on the same balance scale, and there'd be about a thousand difference. But
0: even even into cycling and stuff, so the doctor goes everywhere. Yeah,
1: across all boards. It's great about him. Uh, Tour de
2: France. What a what a wild ride that was this
0: year.
1: Oh, wasn't it? We I, talking- I love
2: it. Rabbit punching. Tear gassing. Tear gassing.
1: Superb. Broken fractured vertebrae. <laughs> the yeah. guy
2: jumped over the peloton with the mountain bike? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that wasn't real. That was...
1: was, that was <laughs> you should look, you should watch this Twitter feed. Yeah. It's all that. Uh,
2: my wowment is just
0: quick that Roberto Farah has become the um, greatest try-scoring hooker in all time. Yeah. And considering all hookers score tries, he is therefore the greatest player of all time. Right, <laughs> Science works. out yeah, for Cook, though. Easy read. Yeah, well, no, until he gets there. And... Luckily for me, Cook spent a lot of his time in reserve grade because Des Hazard didn't
2: rate him. Um, your wowment? As I mentioned on Friday, I was heading out to this it restaurant and we'd ordered the Uber and uh, the timing was that I was not going to catch the end of the Tigers game. And, of course, the Knights had got back to 16.22 mm. and my yeah. uh, agitation levels were through the roof. And I said, what they need to do is actually get down there and kick a field goal. And they proceeded to run a perfect set. And Brooks kicked the field goal. That was to me was a wow moment because there was actually something that needed to happen that happened from the Tigers. I yep. was delighted.
1: Direct feed to Ivan Cleary, hundred percent. And I was screaming
0: at them because I just wanted him to kick it out and do, and have some ball control. Um, and they wouldn't do that, but the drop goal I was happy enough with. So I just anyway, Luke. Now he did it against Brisbane as well. He's been unreal with his drop goals. I'm loving it. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hawk. Uh, Eagle, Hawks, Mines, Chech going to um, Super League. And this is from Sydney Morning Herald. The Super League have extended a warm invitation to Matt Chechen to continue his refereeing career in England should he seek a fresh environment to officiate. Uh, I'm sure by now you've heard that he's retiring. I'm sure most people have heard that um, it's through mental health problems and, and well, not mental health problems, the problems that he often gets from the noise, as he calls it, from... Outside of refereeing, uh, I, I would love to see him continue in England. Uh, Robert Elston, from the, who's a chief, chief executive there, said, uh, "In it, Matt is clearly a top quality referee, and if he wants to referee in our competition, and that improves our refereeing standard in our competition, then we would absolutely welcome and embrace it." Elston said, "We would be pretty pro- uh, We would be pretty positive about it. I can't see why we wouldn't. So that is exciting just for his career. I can see you in awe of my – It was, was me. It was me the whole time. Direct audio, yeah. straight <laughs> off the
2: net. It was incredible. Uh,
0: the I, I mean, I would love to see him go over there and be even more successful because it would be another way of just politely reminding Australia to be better human
1: beings." You got to wonder, as a English Super League referee, if you, they're just so quickly swo- like swooping in these NRL referees. Mm. Like it would be beneficial, but it also like, and we are we not doing the job that we want to be doing?
0: They're the bin chickens of the NRL. They take whatever we don't want at the time, yeah. players, coaches, wonder When the the will turn? I don't think it will. Um, have you got one? Have you got an eagle hook?
2: What 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 how define Eagle Hawk exactly for me? something that you find interesting and you're gonna keep an eye on. So we uh covered the Coach Whisperer story this week. Oh yeah, that was uh the Coach Whisperer's name is Bradley Charles Stubbs. Mm. Every report I've read about the Coach Whisperer says his name is Bradley Charles Stubbs. It's well, like, you know, when they say of of Granville age thirty four has been charged yeah. with a fray, right? <laughs> yeah. And and he's been plying his trade for some time now. And it's a story that I think is going to run and run and run. So supposedly he came in and um, took the rabbits to victory in 2014, mm-hmm. said to Madge Maguire, uh, I will cut off my pinky finger. Was if that we- for real? I thought you guys were joking at the time. No, 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 wow. I'll cut off my pinky finger if uh, we don't, if you don't win the premiership and you have to agree to do the same, which explains why Madge has just seemed so uptight ever since because he faced a prospect. But I said, but it was an ironic echo of what happened Angus Crichton, wasn't it? Yeah. He then uh, mucked around with. Um, obviously, Sydney FC because Graham Arnold tipped him into Robo at the Roosters, but he also worked with the Waratah, uh, the Wallaby, sorry, and uh, Eddie Jones when Eddie Jones was going good. Mm-hmm. It's not happening now, so he's now bumped into Robo at the Azure Cafe at, at Allianz Stadium. Who knew that was you know yeah. that, that's a thing? Mm-hmm. You know, I might go there one day for breakfast. Bump into Politis, one hundred percent, and uh, they started chatting. And two hours later, he was on board. So we were spotted in the Roosters box recently. And he ran into Blake Solly, the South CEO, the other day and said, you will win three of your last six games. So that's needed to be seen, whereas the Roosters will win the minor premiership and go on to win the premiership. Hmm. So um, I'd say if they do that, it might be something in Bradley Charles' Yeah. So I'm going to keep following that story.
1: What are you looking out for?
2: Um,
0: Well, he's looking out for the South winning three games. And not many other ones. But winning that, the whole
2: thing and, and yeah, yeah. The, the, this aura of success around this guy.
0: Oh, well, and also, I'm, I'm looking for a figure. Like, oh, you're looking for what Charlie Stubbs yeah. does after this? Yeah, yeah. please, Bradley. Charlie, Bradley. Stubbs. <laughs> no one's going to know I'm talking
2: about. And the concern is, is that a number of people pointed out that Robber hasn't been himself this year in press conferences, mm. and that he's sort of gone a bit Captain Grumpy on us. Oh, he's a very And he's very across. affable. He's, and he sort of does look a little bit. I mean, even when he was. um uh, showering praise on Jonathan Thurston last night and drawing the analogy with Arthur Beets and the one Balmain immortal, mm. played for a couple of other clubs apparently. Mm. He just looks like he's staring off into the distance and th- there is just a touch of the sort of walking deads about Robbo at the moment. And the concern is, and we were contacted by someone who'd been in a motivational seminar run by Bradley Charles Stubbs last year they go my concern is I I am still (laughs) hypnotised and I think that's unethical Mm. if Robbo has been hypnotised in order for the Roosters to win the premiership and when they you know they're going to bring in the soft salary cap on uh, the football expenditure I think you have to put a specific limit on the amount you can spend on coach whispers.
0: On just on Stubbs,
2: I think. Well, the particular category. <laughs> yeah. And and please big take. I don't want to keep correcting you. <laughs> just on Bradley Charles Stubbs. BCS. Yeah. Uh great. And have you
1: got an eagle hook? Uh nowhere near like that, but I guess it could be. Riley Bats. Does anyone know who yes, Riley Batts is? Yes, he's the wheelchair rugby what guy. Absolute champion Genius. that guy is. Fantastic. Murderball is an amazing sport, which um is otherwise wheelchair rugby. Yeah. But Riley Batty's trying to get Alex McKinnon ah, into yeah. wheelchair rugby.
2: And I think they're called the Steelers, are they? Yeah, the Steelers. Yeah, and they had to beat New Zealand today, I think it was. Oh, did they yeah. play? Yeah, yeah. And, they, and there was stuff in the paper about they've got defensive and Yeah, offensive, offensive. and defensive. Damn.
1: Chairs. Oh, chairs. Which
2: is the position you play on the court?
1: Yeah, so you've got – it's playing on the indoor like a basketball court mm-hmm. and then you, you race down. There's – it's all about your like the movement that you have, depending on your ability. So if you're if you don't have as, if you're not as agile, you have like a bigger chair with more of a nudge bar that you try and jam people with. But Riley Bat is an absolute gun. He's got um, so much mobility, but he's got um, deformities in his arms. But he can move a wheelchair so freaking fast. He makes it look easy. Yeah, well, wow. um, and he's just. Australia wins wheelchair golds in um, uh, murderball because of him because his yeah, right. races from back to front, back to front, back to front. Um, but Alex McKinnon has has been linked with murderball, but it sounds like he's not interested because um, he's so far. Like he said, he trained so hard to be the best NRL, like NRL player he could possibly be, and that took so much time and effort, and was such an impact on his loved ones mm. that. He's not quite there to be giving that out again, so it would be pretty amazing, though. He, I know, he's gone on a quest to try and um, learn to walk, walk again, again, and then rebuild himself. It seems to be doing well with that, and that's unbelievable. That's mm. a story in itself. Mm. I, I was
2: watching when that happened, and it was a really, really distressing thing because you know when players get injured and they bring out the stretcher and whatever. Yep. ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's fine. precautionary, maybe. and uh, you could you could sense as time went on and the amount of care being taken, that this was not one of those times. But as much as I love bagging the Australian captain, and let's face it, who doesn't? Mm. Um, I will go into bat for him. I thought that the 60 minutes did such a hatchet job on him. Yeah. yeah. I, and because what happened was when that initially happens, players initial reaction is it'll be fine. It's yeah. business as usual. And yeah. they, they and Sam of, Burgess. Yeah. yeah gets, exactly uh, Robbie right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, they kick, Yeah, they kick the ball around and they chat and, and, Smith's narrative was, you know, because the vision was up there, oh, ref, if he hadn't ducked his head, it wouldn't, you wouldn't have been calling yeah. a penalty, etc., cetera, yeah. et cetera. And then it went quiet for an extended period of time. And then as the, the the only way you can play an elite sport like rugby league at that level is get your head back in the game. Mm. So you've got to go through processes that get you back into the game. So it was almost like you could see the game reboot and Smith went back and sort of continued or resumed the conversation about the penalty. Mm. As, as to sort of, you know, defending his team and getting things sorted, and as Smith likes to do, telling the refs how to ref. Mm. And and they just love, they're just so grateful that he speaks Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Smith. Engages just, with just, him. You, yeah. you, know, you know, that old cliche, I'll be able to tell my grandkids that Cameron Smith told me how to ref. Yeah. And they stitched those two pieces of footage together and mm. showed it to Alex and hadn't seen it. And it was a really, really unfortunate yeah. time. Mm. But uh, I think, you know, McKinnon's been great on Fox League. Yeah. and
1: uh, I think he's a smarter bloke than that to make judgments from that s- ridiculous place. I, I think
2: they've sorted it out. Yeah. And, and, and Smith now, because he's losing all his friends. Mm. You <laughs> yeah, know, that's right. As I said, can sell anything if he can sell the fact that he and Smith are fine. Yeah. He's now forced... To be in the Channel 9 commentary box. Yeah. Who would have thought that would have happened for He two looked years very uncomfortable yeah, yeah. during the Origin miserable, as He well. was wasn't he? Yeah. Fatty Voughton's falling asleep on him. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to be mates with Gal. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but also that, um, he wasn't even asked for comment on that 60 minutes thing. He, and he ignored Channel 9. They came and tried to interview him post-game a bunch of, for a week or two. Oh, and yeah, he was I just, see. he went, no, was no, no. It kind of up unprecedented territory me, though, wasn't it? You didn't ask, you didn't want to speak to me during that thing, then you don't need to ask me now. Yeah, that whole thing was very, yeah. Yeah. So on that upbeat no. ketchup,
3: ketchup, ketchup, ketchup,
0: ketchup. ketchup.
3: Oh. I'm in way over my head.
0: Doing tipping, I can tell you right now that from this round, the this old mate over here with his Joker is winning, and so is Mario Siegs, and your boy uh, Big T's down on fifth. And for the season overall, Uncle Tim's still on top, but Mario Siegs rocketing. So the top, Papacanti's third, and, of course, a whole bunch of Gronks, particularly Miguel, are on the bottom. Let's tip now, though, for round 22. We have the Cows versus the Horse Lodge, and that's at uh, the Wet Towel, in case you need some yeah, horse translating. Yeah, oh, The Horse
2: Lodge. You got the Horse Lodge as well? Yeah, I'm taking the Cows. Is you? it up in Townsville? Yeah. yeah. And is it not the last? Townsville game. There's one more, and then they finish down at his
0: last game against Broncos.
2: Yeah, can I dare say it'll be Daily Chair Evan style, a full house.
0: Yeah, you can say that. And also, I I think he'll get another
1: match ball too.
0: Yeah, he'll be his house will be full of them. Yeah, and he, um, I just think he upsets them.
2: Can I just tell one very quick story? This is, I hope I haven't taken too much of your time, but I went to the Wests Balmain team of the century dinner. You know, which was one of the things of how do we get the two yeah. clubs together? So they named the team of the century, mm. and it was so diplomatic because uh, <laughs> there were um, Balmain had won more premierships in Western Suburbs, so they got nine in the team, and West got eight. Okay, and there were just so many legends of the game, and on each table was a football. Okay, so me and my mate went around, and this is against my type, and just got the autographs of Larry Corral, who's my favourite yep. player of all time. You know your blockers and your juniors, Frank Hyde. Well, wow. The esteemed commentator, beautiful cursive, mm. and he boxed his signature. <laughs> and the guy I went with is my, my mate, Adder, who was a West fan. And he was such a West fan, he was working as a market trader down in Melbourne and would fly up to go see them being flogged at a Rana Park. Wow. Right? Yeah. So I said, in the spirit of bonhomie between the two teams that have come together, why don't you have the ball for six months and then I have it for six months. Yes. Right. So 18 months later, I'd never seen the ball and I was at his house and I said, mate. The ball. I'd love to see the you know get the ball. And I guess oh, I'll go get it for you. And the kids have been kicking it. No, in the oh, back. It was
1: stripped of all the ink. No, it was lost forever. Oh, how good's that? I'm not bitter. Oh, kids.
2: No, I say, Adder. Oh, I mean, okay. come on, man. I mean, that was that, like, I'm not sentimental, but Larry Gorowa.
0: I love that you also <laughs> went to that thing with a West fan. Like that was your charity. It, it was, was a no-brainer. Fifty-fifty. Yeah. It was How'd no-brainer. Go? Uh, then on Friday, we've got the circus versus the greasy, sorry, versus the sandy castles. And that's at Mount Smartmouth Stadium. Circus. Yeah. I'm taking Sandy. Ooh. Circus. Yeah. Okay. And then at withdrawal stadium. This is going good game. Yeah. This is going to be the game of the round. There is the rabbit toes. Your athletes foot versus chicken chow money.
2: So One I think there's a real consensus at the moment that the rabbits are going to win this. Yeah. And uh, I'll go the, uh, the trucks. Yeah, I'll yeah, go the Ritten
0: Stars. I've also got the Chows. Um, Saturday, we've got the Shitans versus the uh, T'challa. T'Challa, and that's at Freedom Furniture because there's so many chairs that they seem to be selling, empty chairs. T'Challa. Give this man a shield. T'Challa from Avengers. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I've also got T'Challa. And then at the Bad Bet, we've got Flap City versus the Space. I'm not tipping. I'm
1: trying to work out how to make a draw. Oh, yeah. It's
0: not gonna that's going to be Bin oh, Cup for that's sure. The cut. Perth game of the round. Oh, I, I dare say Flap
2: City.
1: Karamari is going <laughs> to run out of that one.
0: I'm also dare saying Flap City. So I've got at Withdrawal Stadium. Is that a in No. We've got Paramatta versus the Commies. Commies. Is Commies because they're red? Commies. Yep, that'll do. It's a, <laughs> it's a much grosser joke, which I'll leave because I'm now embarrassed showing sure. you. Um <laughs> Well, that's my tip anyway. Yeah. And the commies, yes. Oh, oh, finally, they'll turn it around. And if they lose to this, I'm putting a line through the commies. They can't beat Salah. True. I'm done. And then Sunday we've got the clap versus your Mighty West Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, everybody has to tip Tigers. Well, I, I,
2: yeah. I, is it not? And this is a theory that we've been debating on what used to be called the back row on Triple M and it's mm-hmm. now Weekend Legends, 10 to 12 every Saturday morning. Yeah. 104.9 <laughs> on your FM Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it not an Australian to t- tip against your team?
0: Yeah. However, I might upset you by letting you know that often I bet against them because I financially need the money once we lose to then pull like $15 out.
2: I, I'm trying to work through the morality of that. <laughs> I think that probably in the Australian psyche, betting is a more primal urge than tipping. So you're probably allowed. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Thank God.
0: Because also it's a mental health issue. I think I would be so much. It, it would upset me if. Can you imagine bet putting ten dollars on the Tigers and they lose? So your bre- your heart's broken and you're ten dollars
2: short. Far out. I can't. I couldn't do this. Deal this with is that. reflexive, by the way, having done commercial radio. Please gamble responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and we are giving away chainsaws later this uh, year in the show. No, that we are, and I am so looking forward to saying please chainsaw responsibly.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sharpen your saw. Views are our own as well with these bets. And uh, at the Yala. Tub, the yogurt tub, we've got cam burglars versus the old gil. The cam burglars.
1: I'm going to go to the old gil.
2: I oh, know you're not wanting to ride results, but with um, old gil, you call it? Yeah. Going down today, this is one where I definitely want to see the burglars get up.
0: You want to see them get up? Yep. And ha- why do you
2: want to see them get up? And I want to see the Cronulla advance on the table as we... Jagger win against. The oh, Raptors. okay. I mean, okay. I, obviously, player football is not as important to you as it is to me. I mean, to me, there are three things that define a successful season for the Tigers: <laughs> beating the rabbits, yeah, beating the dragons, yeah.
0: Oh,
3: really?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I went out with a dragons fan uh, during my university days. Their family would sit on their Jason recliner rockers, basically horizontal, watching <laughs> Channel Seven Big League. <laughs> their eyes as slits. The four of them: mum, dad, the daughter, and the son. Just, a, just they're the, the worst fans. Like, like they're just so biased and whatever. Her brother, who was a good mate of mine, he used to complain that the old Sydney son, when there were 12 teams in the New South Wales Rugby League, would get less than one twelfth of the column inches, <laughs> therefore showing that the media, yeah, Trump style, was biased. And, and we would I, I saw a lot of football at Cogra on the hill mm. with Skull behind me, you know, getting the kids collecting the cans. And I grew to dislike the Dragons okay. vehemently as a result of that. Mm. And it's only really when I immersed myself more in history and Russell Crowe came along that I put the South ahead of the right. Dragons because okay. it was personal with the Dragons. Mm-hmm. The third defining thing is making playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and We've only done it three times in our 19-year history. So uh, winning premierships has uh, saved my life. I, there's no question of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, playoffs is important to me. But just this year, I don't see it as, as make or break. No, no,
0: I take that back. This year, I want to make the place for sure. I don't want to rely on it being other teams. I want to be playing so well that we it make. It is relying a- on other teams. It is. No, other teams winning or losing. <laughs> no, it relies on us playing better than other people, not on other people playing better than somebody else that we have nothing to do with. That's how I sleep at night and by gambling against the Tigers. Obviously, all the fans, thank you so much for coming out. Um, we wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 Minutes. And we bloody love yours. Oh, I still love that soundbite. Is that Maddie Studden? Yes. How great the... was that? Oh, such a. Were you there?
2: No, oh, no, Dallas. no. I had I had a pre existing commitment. Otherwise, I would have definitely because I live quite close to North Sydney Oval. Right. I, I got to go to the women's ashes test. Okay. I wasn't there when um uh. Genius. What's her name? The the, the dual international, the um, Elise Perry. Yeah. Oh, right, I wasn't yeah. there when she got the double tongue which was great when she hit it and thought she would got the double ton and hadn't and thought she didn't get out. (laughs) But, uh, um, you know, I would have loved to have been there at the Origin game and uh, looking forward to seeing more of that.
0: And such a great oval. That
2: was one I was lucky to uh, go to.
0: And, uh, yeah, anyway, great. Uh, Missing us already? Then get involved with us through the socials, particularly Twitter. If you want any audio engineering done, get it done through Merch or on Twitter at pmerch underscore. Want any visual design done like our super rad logo? Our mate Anna does excellent watercolor illustrations, scams, and storyboards. Find her at strongpencil.com. You're going to enjoy your week, I sincerely hope, and you can come and have a drink with us next Monday. Anything you want to add before we finish?
2: Bye. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I love the work that you guys do. Big T particularly, it's been great to have got to know you over the last couple of years. Stop it. Keep up the good work. Um, Hopefully you can edit out some of my ramblings and um, invite me again sometime.
0: Certainly. Talk to you then, Sports Best Friends.